Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast Game of the Year for 2019. It's almost February. That means it's time for us to finally get our act together and put out our game awards for last year. Joining me today is a lot of people who've actually played games. So naturally, that doesn't include me. So goodbye. No. Um, Anna Marie Privetier, person who may have played the most games at the site, but not allowed to review most of them. <laughs> um, Sam Marcello. No. No, Walker. It still says Marcello on the Skype. It confused me. It's the Skype's fault. Either either is fine. Either I is don't fine. Care. Sam I don't... Okay, Sam last name non-binary. Um works for me. All right. Sam, uh, Josh Carpenter. Hi. Yo yo. Yeah. Uh, uh Alex Fuller. I completed more games than Anna that were eligible for the game of the year. Okay. <laughs> well, Alex wins. He's very proud of yes. it. All right. Pascal Dekaya. Uh, good day to you. And last but not least, because his name starts with a Z, Zach Webster. Wait, Howdy. you forgot somebody. Who did I forget? Ryan. Ryan. There's no Ryan. Ryan. What's Radcliffe? Ryan? Ryan Radcliffe. I'm sorry. Are you here? No, he's not. You didn't put him on the... I didn't put him on Skype call, anyway. <laughs> well, he's, he's, not, he's, not on the, he's not on the list of people who are in the... Uh... In that group, anyway. Wait. You didn't invite him. Wait, I thought I... <laughs> Shit. No, that's fine. This is the cast. What are you talking about? <laughs> this is the six people. Is Ryan supposed to be here? No. Then I... what are we... <laughs> what are we even doing? I got confused because I was reading the last year section. You had me so paranoid about... I'm going to sip my beer now. <laughs> I want beer. I need beer. I need to stop trying to... Everybody, post. this is where we go over the awards and stuff for last year, except the awards are made up and the winners don't matter, and um, the uh, actual awards are coming very soon on the RP Gamer site, and those are the ones where we actually vote and think through. The others are the ones where we have an impromptu podcast and kind of just baloney our way through. So, first off, let's see how we did last year. Okay. So how did you guys do last year? How I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. It? I got it right here. Prediction. We did a prediction. What game do you think will be best in 2019? I gave an answer of two games. The first game I said was Cyberpunk 2077. I that game didn't come out this year, so that this game <laughs> might not. A great start. It may not even come out the next year. All right. <laughs> Fire Emblem was the other one. That's a good one. That was a good pick. That worked yeah. out all right. Zach, I think this was you, Zach. You said The Outer yeah. Worlds, and you were right. That was a good game. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> we're we're gonna talk about this more. Josh said Fire Emblem. Yeah. Matt, uh, which Matt was this? Mason. Mason. Yes. Trails of Cold Steel Three. We're gonna be talking about that yeah. a lot. Ryan said Pixel Noir. Did that even come out this nope. year? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Wheels said the new Pokemon. Ooh, it did come out. Yes, but um, it was. Does before, he not like it? It was before Brexit. Yeah. Dexit. No, Dexit. 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 <laughs> Brexit is still ongoing. Joe said Kingdom Hearts 3 will probably win a mountain of awards, but really will it? It's Disney sort of. I don't know, but my game of the year will probably be Resident Evil 2 unless Metroid Point 4 comes out. Our worlds will probably be good, but a glitchy mess, not because of Obsidian, but because of the Bethesda. They've just announced they've restarted Prime 4 dev. Duh, For fuck's dude, sake, duh. what answer is this? I don't know. I don't think Joe so works here anymore. I think he meant Kingdom Hearts 3. Joe didn't really pick much, but uh, I guess he went with Kingdom Hearts. Kelly said Kingdom Hearts 3. Where's no Kelly today? No. No? Boo. 
And Glenn said Cold Steel 3, but he won't play it. <laughs> it's a very much a Glenn answer. <laughs> and true right. to his word, I'm pretty sure he did not, in fact, play it. So, was that... <laughs> So I don't know how we did there, but we had a couple winners and a couple stinkers. Uh, prediction most overhyped of 2019. We said uh, Joe said Anthem. Chris said Anthem, but I'm kind of cheating because I'd already played the beta. Zach said, are people even hyped for Anthem? Josh said, do people even know Anthem exists? Matt said, what's Anthem? <laughs> and then Pokemon, because it's a surprise. It's exactly like every other Pokemon game. Overhyped? Yes. Bad? No. <laughs> So, um, actually, Matt might be the most correct here. I actually don't know <laughs> if Pokemon Gen 8 was overhyped by the time it came out. <laughs> well, it got dehyped. Um, Indivisible said Ryan. He got Ooh. a bad feeling about this. I don't know if that was correct. Um, Wheel said Anthem sucks. He was right. Uh, and then there's the three correct people at the end, which is Shenmue. <laughs> Shenmue, Jim's Kelly, and Clem said Shenmue 3. So, Jooms, Kel, and Glenn... All correct. Shenmue 3 is still garbage. Let's move on. It's just like 1 and 2 in in a way that's kind of properly hyped, don't you think? No, it was supposed to be better. No, it wasn't. It was supposed to be the same. It's been 15 years. How could it not be? All right. Then we said... This is my favorite part. Okay. Here's here's my next section is my favorite. Here's the, what's the least likely to come out in 2019? What game isn't going to be released no matter what they say? I said Cyberpunk 2077. Pascal said, "Yep." Zach said, "I don't even get why people are pretending Cyberpunk is making 2019." Josh said, "Did anyone say Cyberpunk's coming out in 2019? That seems like it'll be delayed till next generation." <laughs> Matt said, Matt, said right pers- Matt said Persona 5 Royal or SMT5. Atlas- no, he did. we didn't know what P5R was at that point. All we knew is there were two games that were going to be announced, and one was P5R and one was P5S. Or SMT5 is Matt's other choice, though. P5R and SMT5. Well, the good part is P5R kind of came out last year, but only in Japan, right? Yeah, that doesn't count. Uh, well, <laughs> It didn't make it. And SMT5, nope. Uh, in fact, Matt said, I'd lay some money down on Final Fantasy VII Remake coming out before SMT5. Hey, I, Matt wins some money! He's going to win that one, but it's not out yet. <laughs> Ryan said Cyberpunk, because all the good answers were taken. Wheel said Metroid Prime 4. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Zach was like, oh, too Zach soon. Zach said too soon. <laughs> Joe said Final Fantasy VII Remake. And will there ever be a remaster port of Crisis Core? I don't think we're getting Bloodstained this year. Speaking of Persona, I want Persona 5 Arena, Persona 4 Arena 2. Mm. So, <laughs> Goodness, Joe. Joe has the biggest fail. That's what you're all telling me. Well, Joe, he, no, you know, he, he was a pick. Bloodstained came out this year. He was correct, yeah. though. No FF7 Remake last year. And Kelly That's said. Fine, but Bloodstained did totally show its face. That's true. That's true. Final Fantasy VII Remake did come out, or didn't come out, said Kelly, and wasn't going to come out, said Kelly. Or sorry. Glenn said Cyberpunk. So everyone was right, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Good job. Too obvious. These were very easy to predict, though. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So now we get into it. Our real categories begin, but we begin by looking back again, because I don't know how to thematically order an awards document well. And I say... What is the best RPG from before 2019 you finally got around to? Ooh, I this, have an this. this award is sponsored by the RPG Backtrack. Is it? Yes. Okay. Which is another podcast that you can listen to at rpgamer.com. 
you should go there, rpgamer.com in your web browser and answer it. Yeah. I'm not sure that's how sponsorship works, but okay. Sponsored by Sports Center. All right. Um, I don't think any of these games have appeared on the backtrack. <laughs> <laughs> I no. think, well, yeah, no, Final Fantasy IX has. The other ones are ironically all too new. <laughs> so we're not looking back that far. No. <laughs> there's there's no track there to, to back to. All right. So I picked Path of Exile because that was a Diablo 2 imitator, which has taken it to the extreme and is awesome. And I started playing late last year and I'm still playing today in 2020. Yes. He got so excited that they announced Path of Exile 2 that he started playing Path of Exile 1. You got it. Well, because everything's being ported into Path of Exile 1, essentially. The sequel's like... Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's sort of the same game. It's just yeah. different campaigns. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, Zach, uh, you pick something. You pick uh, two. So you I'm, can't I'm, pick I'm, two. You pick two. You're well, cheater. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit cheating with these, because Slay the Spire is technically a 2019 game, but I d- didn't really... I'm not really going to have a chance to talk about it anywhere else, and it's the game I probably played the most this year throughout the year and they just added new content to it like two weeks ago and it continues to be addictive and amazing and i liked it and i started playing it in 2018 because that's when it was in early access and then uh monster hunter world pc i got into monster hunter world on ps4 uh and i kind of skipped the pc version for a while and then i got it on pc and started playing with friends and it became an even better game once i started are you playing the new iceborne stuff I am. Uh, slowly. I finally, uh, holiday stuff kind of made it so it was a little difficult to get to for a while, but I'm finally getting into Iceborne, and I'm well, it loving it. didn't come out until so. after the holiday, so... <laughs> I, I had late Oops. holiday stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and Zach's Christmas answer is January 4th. Yeah. <laughs> Zach's answer is sponsored by the Tales from the, the Hunt podcast. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Anna, you've been Moonlighting, it looks like. Yeah, so um, Moonlighter originally came out um, in kind of the middle of 2018, um, but I wanted to wait for it to come out on Switch. And through a weird um, subset of things happening, I ended up getting a physical copy off Amazon for like five bucks. But the whole circumstances around me getting that game had me so annoyed, I just kind of threw it in a pile and forgot about it for a year. And then finally I picked it back I up. I kept asking you about it, so I know you didn't forget about it. I was, that you was my small reminders, it. and it was like five seconds of, I should play that, forget. So I finally got around to playing it in 2019, and it was amazing. It's a roguelike dungeon crawler where you're, um, you're sort of building up stats, but you're more building up your reflexes and experiences, and you're going into these ruins and you don't really know why these ruins exist until the very end where it's like aliens. Oh, spoilers. Did you just spoil game? No. Okay. Moonlighter is great. You should try it. Even for people like me that I don't like playing twitchy games and I really struggle with like intense action sequences. I was still able to play Moonlighter and I had a lot of fun doing it. I also played it on easier difficulty, so yeah, you could play it on harder. Cool. All right, then uh, Josh went back and played Final Fantasy Nine. Yeah, you hadn't played that before. No, no, I See, didn't realize I, that. I I only got a a PS One like at the very end of the life cycle, 
So uh, I didn't play a ton of RPGs on it. And I played I played a bit of Final Fantasy seven VII and eight back in the day, and neither of those games really you know clicked with me. So I just kind of written wrote off nine as being like, well, I didn't like seven or eight, so there's not much point in playing nine. And so nine, yeah, it coming out on Switch last year and the that HDified version was kind of like my opportunity to get back into it, and I just absolutely adored that game. All right. And Pascal, you checked out the Trails series finally? Or at least the second Trails series? Yeah, there's not really much of a story behind it, um, other than just like I decided to crawl out from under the rock I've been living under. But you didn't so play played... it had you played the uh Trails in the Sky games? Mm, only for only the first one for maybe like an hour or two and then and you said kind of I am not aside. catching up on all that garbage. I'll just jump into cold steel. I do plan on catching up on it some it, it, I didn't I didn't stop playing because I didn't enjoy it but um I, it ha- it just so happened that uh, um I got a free copy of Cold Steel and so I had zero reason to not finally play it um and I liked it so much that I did end up buying this was on the the P, the PS4 re-release the HD I guess and so I liked it so much I ended up buying another copy of it to give to a friend instead okay interesting Alex, what did you jump into finally? I finally played Nier Automata. Okay. Which was primarily because I got the review code for when they did the Game of the Yorha oh. bundle, whatever that was. Nier's sitting on my pile of shame still. Yeah, well, I've still what? played the original Nier and probably won't. Cause... <laughs> <laughs> so did uh, Nier Automata live up to all the hype? Um, Yeah, I think so. I think... I think the gameplay doesn't quite match my usual playing style, but it's got all the like nice touches that make it so you can just get through it even with that. Oh, good. The story's interesting, music's brilliant. So, so yeah, I very much enjoyed it. And then you were ready for the raid in Final Fantasy XIV. Yeah, I haven't done that yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> you better get on it, apparently. Well, same thing I haven't done yet. Yeah. Did you play it before or after... Um... But the other one, what is it? The the one with the chains. I don't remember. Astral Chain. Yeah. Before. They're well. They're wildly different games. Yeah, they're not very similar. All right. Yeah. Sam, that brings us to you. I played me a Dragon Quest last year. It was great. I played eleven finally. Um, I'd had it in my pile for a while. Everyone was like, Dragon Quest eleven is wonderful. Play it, and I was like. But I love Dragon Quest Four, and now Dragon Quest Eleven is my new favorite. Actually, I had a great time with it. Um, I like all the new quality of life things they added to it. The story was really fun. True Dragon Quest cheese. Characters were cute. I just I was so addicted to it, and like Silvando's my baby, and I just want to protect him all the time. Oh, you're playing the wrong version if you like Silvando. I'm, I'm recognizing that like a lot of people love the new remake, but at the time like. This was the copy I got from my husband as a gift. All right. I'm just so saying there's extra Silvando content. Well, maybe <sighs> when I feel like replaying All Dragon right. Quest Eleven again, I'll play the Switch one. All right. Well, there's extra content for every character. Or is yeah. it something Not special? Not every character. For... There's two who don't have extra content. But is Silvando somehow, like, especially extra special in that game? Well, Everything really Silvando does is extra special, Pascal, and how dare that, you suggest otherwise. That is the correct response. Chris has the right answer for a change. 
Good job, Chris. You're welcome. <laughs> I didn't mean to besmirch the it character of Armando. I'm so sorry. Yo, Let's not bang. be having words, Pascal. Let's not be having words about Silvando. <laughs> All right, I guess we should move on. Um, from picking everyone's favorite character in, in Dragon Quest XI to picking everyone's favorite Pokemon. <laughs> so out of those who've played Sword and Shield, uh, if you had to pick a best Pokemon, what would your best Pokemon be? Um I don't have an answer for this because I haven't finished Sword and Shield, and I haven't gotten to play with the ones that I think would be my best. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just you know cede my vote to people who uh, who have. Anna Marie, who's your freaking best Pokemon? Corviknight. Corviknight. I think you have. Uh, I think you have some backup on that, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, I didn't play Sword and Shield. Oh. I just think Corviknight <laughs> looks just cool. Pick. But... <laughs> he just looks cool. I agree. He looks cool. Hmm. All right, Alex, you played Sword and Shield, right? Yeah, um, about two thirds of it. Okay, do you have a favorite? Yeah, probably Senti Scorch. Senti Scorch. Yeah, I mean, the... it's ugly. Senti Scorch is ugly. ugly. It's he's, not he's, ugly. It's a slice of bacon. Ah! Exactly. <laughs> bacon is amazing. Also, I definitely read that name as Senti Scratch. Looks more like <laughs> I don't know. Which so, is. Probably better. Both Corviknight and Scorch are really cool because they're new. Um, they have an interesting mix of abilities and uh, movesets that they can do, and they're both only weak to one thing. What is that? Um, fire. Oh. At least for Corviknight. Uh, Scorch yeah, is weak to is water. Fire type, so yeah, it's not going to be... Yeah, it's weak to water. But all of the other stuff is either um, normal effectiveness or um, no effectiveness. So it's really nice. All right, well that's that's something. Sam, you pick something more pretty. Because you're all fucking wrong. It's a unicorn yeah. ponytail. Galarian ponyta for the win. For the record, I don't actually have shield. Oh, but we've been gracious. doing Pokemon training, uh, Pokemon trading at work. So I run a, a video game program Tuesday night, and the kids all bring their switches. So we've all been kind of trading, and one of the kids, he was the cutest. He goes, Miss Sam, I go, what? He's like, I got you a unicorn pony top. Would you like that? And I think how? I yelled so loud my coworkers could hear me outside of the studio. How do, you, how, do you, how do you get it without the game? Well, I, I had sword, and okay. the other kid had shield. And shield, oh. like, pony is only exclusive to shield. Yep. So I have been helping the kids get their far fetches. And in exchange, they had to give me ponytails. So oh, I, I have saw so the many unicorn form of this thing. Oh, I need these. Anna, give unicorn me ponies. Unicorn ponytail is beautiful. No, I'm not catching you one of those. I, I barely made it through that route. What do you mean one? <laughs> I want six. I yeah. want a team of ponies. Yeah, how about I just hand you my Switch and you no. can catch it yourself. So I I want to I wanna love um, the Galarian Ponita, but the zone that it's in is green on green on green. Oh, no, and so I can't well. navigate it worth beans. That's why I made children do it for me. I had slave labor <laughs> instead. In the spirit of Pokemon, I... she put other smaller creatures to, to do her work for her. <laughs> Damn fucking straight I did. I had the easier time getting the far fetches. I was fine with that. Then they were all mad. Miss, you didn't give us ones with a leak. I said, you can fucking get your own leaks. Oh, my gosh. I got you the important part. You got your Farfetch. Get to work. My no friend gave me a Farfetch. They start with leaks. What are you talking leak. about? No, not all of them leak. start with leaks. You need a special what? leak. 
to turn it into Sirfetch. No, but they start with a leak because Farfetch'd has a leak. No, 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 no. no. A leak is a held item in Sword yeah. and Shield. That's right. And so some Farfetch'd you catch can have it, but otherwise you have to get it through other means. But they don't, so they don't come with their own seasoning in this game. Correct. That's terrible. How are you going to eat them? You don't, you revolve them! No, you eat them. It's in the Pokedex. Ew. It comes with its own leak to season it. Ew. So the answer is Chris is not allowed to have Pokemon at all, is my understanding. Yeah. The winner is anybody other than Chris who eats Pokemon. (laughs) Pokemon eaters. Absolutely terrible. Everyone other Should than be Chris. Shot on site. All right, great. I'm the winner. I I'm mean, not if the winner. Come up with something like Al Kremi, they're not going to survive very long. Uh, let's not encourage Pokemon eating. Like, let's just not. It's not a good thing. Instead, let's encourage it. No, I gotta find like this. Uh, I gotta find like the old. I Pokedex mean, it's like chickens. How else are going to survive? <sighs> this is like the ducks on Jersey that you're not allowed eating. Pokedex entries. Let's see. Farfetch'd, a wild duck Pokemon, Farfetch'd makes a delicious meal, especially when cooked with leek. Because of this, Farfetch'd is nearly extinct. See? It's in the freaking... It's it's in the... It's in the anime. All the more reason why we need to protect him. <laughs> this is okay? the anime. Not even the... New category. Get Chris out of this. Then they... they yeah. at, then they... At, 49 episodes later, they had another entry. Farfetch'd, the wild duck Pokemon. This extremely rare Pokemon can always be found holding a leek or green onion, which it uses to build its nest. Which, by the way, a leek is not a green onion, but whatever. <laughs> uh... I love you, Chris, but I'm concerned about Pokemon and you as a pair. You know, maybe you should be, but at the same time... It's not me. It's the games. Okay. I think you need help, Chris. I think he's sleeping on the couch tonight. Okay. So, <laughs> so to be fair, only the uh, the Pokemon, only the anime entry seems to mention eating it. Uh, the game entries, of which there are many. Cause, yeah, because there's you know, two every generation. I didn't know that every version of the game, well, except Red and Blue. Every version of the game every has color... slightly different yeah. flavor text oh, for there. Oh, Ruby Sapphire are also the same. And Diamond Pearl. Oh, this is so weird. Okay. So most of them have different things. That's I didn't know that. Uh, da, 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 da. Hey, Chris. Maybe I... we should talk about the best game where everything works for you except the gameplay instead of whether we should be cooking far-fetched. I think it's a good plan. I think I'm you're right because there's no question we should be cooking far-fetched. But in the meantime... What is the best game that worked for you except the gameplay? Zach, you picked a weird one. Uh, so, uh, Sunless Skies, I think was. I think it's a, weird just because I don't know it very well. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I, I tried Sunless Seas way back when that came out, and. That was I, the browser game, right? Uh, Fallen London is the okay. browser game. Uh, it, these, this is based in the same universe, uh, a kind of weird, like, alternate London that has. Cthulhu monsters and such. Like London and, uh, is wont to have. <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, and this one, uh, I believe it's Queen Victoria. I'm telling you the queen well. is not a monster, Anna. <laughs> I, I think in this one, She's the, the plot is that Queen Victoria sent London to space. What? 
and now you're just doing the same thing you do in Sunless Seas in Sunless Skies, and it's really well written, and I like the the structure of the game, like building a crew, like going to different ports, like engaging in different stories, picking things like picking things up, delivering them, like just having interesting, creepy, like off kilter things happen to you while you're also trying to deal with like insanity or like running out of food on your ship. So now your crew has to resort to cannibalism. Like all that stuff is really like interesting, but the actual gameplay just kind of involves slowly like just driving your spaceship train around and occasionally shooting at something. And it takes like 15 minutes to do anything, but there isn't really much to like break up the, like the actual like traveling gameplay. I, I, I bounced off of it after a couple hours. Aww. Yeah, the uh, I did try the first one, the Sunless Seas, a little bit this later this year, and I you know did a little bit of it, and I said oh, this is okay. I don't want to keep playing it, but the setting's really cool. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, basically. <laughs> <sighs> Speaking of frustrating things, Anna, how's River City Girls? Oh God. <laughs> All right. The music of this game, amazing. The art for this game, beautiful. The voice acting, quality. The gameplay, uh, 90% of the game is you running around as the two girls and beating stuff up. The other 10% is rage because it's bosses. And the boss fights are all bullshit. The boss fights are bullshit. I can agree with that. Sam the actually put of- River City Girls on this sheet first, and then she took it away and put something else. I, I actually agree with you, and I wanted to let you have your say on it, because the other game I'm going to mention later on also has some similar problematic things. Yep. Um, River City Girls boss fights have this weird unbalance to them. There are some that are absolute bullshit. There are some that are too fucking easy. And it's one of those things where when you finish it, you're just like, this was a hot, unbalanced mess. Well, and, oh and the thing that I started realizing as I started talking to a lot of people, yourself exclude yourself included, and it was like yeah. people who played the game by themselves as a single player game raged yeah. out like, whoa. And yeah. people who played it as a two player game were like, this is fine. Some of the bosses are frustrating, but overall, I find it fairly well balanced. And I'm like, wow, that is not my experience at all. And it got to the point where, yeah, I would I would have to come to Chris and be like, I'm stuck on a boss fight come help me right yeah and so i got to like the so second start to negotiating last... favors with her <laughs> i got to the second to last boss and i'm just like this is ddr horse crap and i'm tired of it i'm out of here that boss fight is probably the most horrific because that's a great example of like the ui acting out a lot too yeah. like just there are moments where you know you've hit the button and the button's not responding or something is hitting you and you're like no i dodged that yeah we there's a, a lot of lag input in this fight. game yeah. And I really don't and I, know what causes it. I don't know either. Like Jim and I had a lot of instances, Jim being my roommate, um, when we were playing it where that particular boss fight and Hibari were the two where there was a lot of weird glitches that we got uh, playing it on PS4 where like we knew we did something or we knew that we had input something and the game just would not respond. So we, would... yeah, we had very similar problems with Bobo where it was like um, we would pick up a rock and then Bobo would also pick yeah. up the rock and throw it. And it's like, um, excuse me, that was oh. literally in my hands. What are you doing? That's so weird. Yeah, because that didn't happen to us. On... Did you play on PS4 or Switch? Switch. I don't remember that okay. happening to us. I just remember that fight being a pain in the butt to dodge everything. Yeah. So that was one of the ones we didn't have trouble with. 
Um, like admittedly, we beat a Bobo on the first try. Um, we beat a Bobo on the first try and the last boss on the first try. But like Hibari, we had to do like at least 10 times and uh, Noise, we had to do a couple times. And I just, just because... gave up on it. Yeah, I got to that, that DDR slash Guitar Hero boss and was like, yeah, forget about it. I've gotten no. what I need to out of this game. You, you, you need a friend for that boss fight. That's the actual issue with that one, for sure. Because I think if I tried to do it single player, I would have struggled too. So good on you for bailing. Bad on me for <laughs> sticking with it. Going. Um, keeping going. I can't talk today. Like I said, Jim and I wanted to finish it. Um, I'm very lucky that like my roommate likes beat em ups as much as I do, because we got more pissed off and then we got creative with how we started dealing with things. Um, the sad part is, Anna, like if you had gotten past the DDR boss, you would have found the final boss really easy. Oh, for reals? Yes. Uh... Because the final boss is really easy. She has a really easy pattern to follow. We beat her on the first try. Now, did you do the super secret boss? Uh, no, because we're in the process of doing another playthrough as surprise, surprise, Ricky and Cunio. Ah, <laughs> nice. And we're going to do the surprise boss as Ricky and Cunio. Okay. So that'll be an interesting the- thematic mashup. Oh God, yeah! <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> So. But like I said, I think you made the right choice in all honesty. I do. Um, <laughs> I like River City Girls, but I can totally agree with a lot of people who had problems with it. Um, just because it's a game with all this amazing style, and yet the substance part is, is not pretty good. bad. It's pretty bad. But but the guys want girls that can kick their ass. They even sing about it. Except for the part where Kunio and Ricky have no fucking idea who the girls are, by the way. Wait, what? Yeah, the, all four of the girls that are fighting over the boys, they have no idea who they are. Yeah, no, that's the ending. The ending oh. is literally, you say Ricky and Cooney, and they're like, who the fuck are these two again? And it's like, oh, it's the crazy broads who we totally thought, they totally think they're dating us. Cool, we're going to go date other girls now. And then Misako decides she needs to kill the two of them. So it's great. <laughs> oh, boy. Like, yeah, no. It's violence all around. Mm-hmm. Well, then. <laughs> and then you find out the final boss wasn't even the final boss. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> well, since everyone's loving that, uh, who else has a game? Pascal. I, ha- I have a game. What's your game, Pascal? My game was Death End Request. I don't even remember okay, what so, that one is. No, and no, um, I think I might be the only one that played it on staff. I played it. Oh, oh, this thing. Yeah, this is the game where you have a friend that's trapped inside of an MMORPG that there's only one percent chance of getting the true ending. Uh, you, you need to be way more specific <laughs> for that description to me. <laughs> so it's dot hack. No, I mean it's um, sword art on. Oh no, it's um, what is it? It's a, it's pretty much every single light novel series in Japan at the moment. But this time it's a <laughs> third-person it action gender. RPG. Oh wait, so are the other so, two. <clears throat> so what made it memorable is um yeah so like Anna said um there's a a girl trapped in an MMORPG. So uh, she's one of the developers of it, and she gets trapped within it, and. Um, she communicates with uh, one of her friends and colleagues who's outside of the MMORPG who works at the same company, um, and they communicate through the game. So he kind of guides her 
uh, you know, more through the game, basically, to try to, uh, I guess, defeat the final boss or finish the game. And they, they assume that's how she can get out. I forget exactly, like, how why they assume this. But uh, that's that's their goal. So he guides her through, levels her up, and that's that's basically the gameplay. And that's the part that doesn't work for me. Um, I like everything else about it. Particularly, I like the fact that um, the guy on the outside of the MMORPG has his own storyline because he starts investigating in the real world. Um, and this this includes, uh, like, investigating, like, murder scenes and, like, uh, intense haunted uh, locations, and there's a uh, a crazy storyline where he starts becoming pursued by masked individuals, and and it's all told through a uh, like visual novel storytelling, and it's a it's a pretty intricate story. It's long, um, it's quite interesting. I think I love all that, and then of course there's the the combat within the MMORPG, and that's where it falls apart. So that's what doesn't work. And that, then, then you got to realize, oh, it's a, um, it is a compile hard game, so I guess take it with a grain of salt. Know what you're getting into? Boobs. Uh, sounds terrible. All right. <laughs> I I just explained all the things that were good about it. <laughs> Yeah, and then you said it had a compile heart combat system, and I lost interest. It's a combat system where you have to um, bounce enemies off of the invisible arena walls. You. I guess you don't have to, but that's how you get <laughs> bonus damage and uh, bounce them into each other. I, hmm, it works, but it isn't fun, and it and it really becomes frustrating uh, in the you know later parts of the game where enemies are just. Damaged sponges. It's it's not fun. Uh, this conversation isn't fun. Tell me about mariage, Josh. Wow. <laughs> well, for the odd inverse of this, like mariage, yeah, the record of Agarest War mariage, because record of Agarest War has kind of an infamous reputation around. What a the wonderful side. game series. Yeah, like for for the inverse of this category, that was the game where actually the combat was surprisingly decent. And then everything else was just awful. <laughs> like it, it had this. Uh... Like it's, yeah, it sounds like it's got the similar system that Record uh, of War Two does, because that was vastly better than the previous ones. Yeah, like this, it was a turn-based system. I mean, it had a good use of uh, enemy weaknesses. It moved really quickly. You had this. Uh, uh, you had a uh, a special meter where you could kind of like build up to doing special attacks and you had to kind of like balance between when you want you know, like saving up for doing special attacks against tougher enemies. Like it, it, the combat was actually pretty fun. It's just God help. Everything else was terrible. <laughs> well, delightful. Yeah. I'm sure it'll come back later in the show. Oh, great. <laughs> Sam, I don't understand your next choice. How is this possible? Okay, so... This doesn't yeah, make sense I see sense where she's coming me. from. I uh, think people know exactly it. what I'm going to go for. So the actual combat and, and whatnot in this game is fantastic. It's the detective shit that's absolutely uh, terrible. Yeah. Oh, is yeah. it? Okay. So, like, doing tailing missions, uh, chases, um, oh, God, the photo, the fucking photo puzzles... They were really stupidly done, and it's one of those things where I'm going to praise a different series for a second. 
I think truthfully, Sega should have maybe talked to Ubisoft just a bit. Um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey did those things kind of good. What? <laughs> In a way that Judgment did it really bad. What? I know, right? Not, no. I know, right? No. No. No, 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 Chris. Chris, you didn't play either, so shut up. <laughs> I played. Wait, shut which up. one? Origins. A little bit. Shut up. <laughs> You're done. You're done. But Solando. Okay. We don't speak ill of my son. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, ju- so Judgment is a really great game where I think the element of having a detective was the thing that. It fell short on. I don't. Think <laughs> That's the whole premise game. of the game. I know, <laughs> but I mean more the detective gameplay elements. Like the actual mystery in the game is pretty fun, but anytime I had to go take photos of like cheating husbands, like you're following them around, it's like oh no, like they see you and. You could be hidden behind something that's clearly not making you visible, and they're like, they still see you! And it's like, no game. I am behind an object they can't see me behind, but okay, you do you, you piece of shit. So what you're saying is that stealth mechanics and games that aren't designed well for them, or maybe even games in general, are just bad. Well, I mean, I hate stealth mechanics and games in general, but this particular one, it just felt like, this was baby's first detective game. Yeah. <laughs> and it totally was. Calling them stealth mechanics is being it right. They are basically saying you have to go to specific spots. Yeah. Yeah. There's hey, no hey. actual detection yeah. around it. At least Sega did a better job with this than they did when they turned Yakuza into a third person shooter. I will I will agree with you on that because my god, Dead Souls is still the biggest <laughs> blemish in this series. Like, this is at least passable. And that's it. Like, again, I love Judgment. I will defend Judgment. But I won't defend those mechanics because I think there were better ways of doing them. Yeah. And especially with the escort, like, the escort missions, like, Uh, or the tailing ones, like, Assassin's Creed has actually gotten better at it in a way where I think if they had looked at, like, how radiuses work and whatnot, they would have had an easier time making it work Uh, and that's one of the other issues is just you can be pretty far away from the enemy and they're still detecting you which doesn't make sense you could be hidden in a crowd they can still detect you so i don't know what sega was thinking they're better detectives than you are that's probably true (laughs) i'm not going to disagree with you there um i'm also loud and proud and everyone knows where i am most days yeah all right Okay, we have to pick a winner. We have to pick a winner. River City Girls. River City. Yeah. Okay, River City Girls. River Shitty Girls. River Shitty Girls. <laughs> We're just it gonna. At least have a fantastic theme song. We seem to be going heavy on the profanity this episode. Every... Sorry, everyone who didn't expect that. Um, explicit tags. Explicit tags all around. It's because I'm here. Yeah, it, it is. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. That's great flattery, by the way. I love you, Chris. Pascal, I, I have a question for you. In Fire Emblem, what's your favorite house? You want me to answer honestly? I want you to answer honestly. Okay. Uh, Golden Deer. Golden Deer. You're hired. All right. Anna Marie, what's your favorite house? Golden Deer. And if you don't choose the same, you're fired. All right. I pick Black Eagles. You're Alex, fired. What do you pick? Black Eagles. All right, you're what fired. Do you, what do you pick, Josh? Black Eagles. You're <laughs> fired, too. What do you pick, Sam? 
I guess I'm fired and I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I Anna, can never fire, fire you, Sam. So the winner is at Eldar. I love you too, but I'm being honest. I sided with the Black Eagles. Because I wanted to have sex with Edelgard, there and you that go. failed. The winner is Edelgard. <laughs> so here's my favorite part. No one picked blue. <laughs> no. I'm sorry. Did you see what happens to Dimitri in the timeline skip? Uh, depends which house you go with. Yeah, yes. he oh he gets God. he gets fucked up, but only in every line fire. other than the blue lions. No, Look, no, 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 no. Every Let's line except the um the Black Eagles uh uh the side with Edelgard. Oh wait, if you go the Empire route, he doesn't get fucked up. Right. Oh wow, I have to play that line now. Because he has church support. I do too. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I totally got weirdo Kevin Sorbo looking Dimitri, <laughs> and I was just not into it. And I want to point out that like everyone got stupider hair in the time skip. Yeah, what was up with that? I mean, I don't know if everyone saw my regaling of playing the game where I was like, wow, Silvando has beautiful hair. You know, Ferdinand has Hercules hair and it looks hideous on him and he needs to chop his hair. I think that was all my commentary for the whole game. Listen, they've been fighting a war for five years completely ineffectively because you're not there. Somehow nobody can wage a campaign without you being around, of course. Um, And... And they Good don't have time. Important. They don't have time for haircuts. <laughs> Good hair is important. It makes a statement. Yes, well, they can't wage war. You think they can wage ha- haircuts? Come on. All right. Fuck yeah, I do. All right, loser. Everyone's hair. Graphics and music is our next category. <laughs> we well, there's not a lot of nominees here. All right, uh, Zach. Who you? Who you? What are you nominating and why? Uh, so I am nominating Disco Elysium. Uh. Which has a very, it, it's a traditionally shown game, so like an isometric RPG, but you're only ever controlling one person. But the uh, the art style of the whole thing, especially in like the portraits and uh, like the, the sat screens are all this really weird like watercolor, like color, like it uses a bunch of weird colors. The uh, The images are all a little... I, I, it, it, obviously it'd be easier to just show people but the, um, uh, it's striking in a way I haven't seen a lot of games be in a while like it's I'm not going to call it like ex, like beautiful outright because I think a lot of it is meant to kind of be grotesque in a way because yeah. that's kind of what that mm-hmm. game trades in but it works incredibly well and it, 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 it just how striking it is, is really, it just, it's, it's stuck with me since I've beaten it. Uh, the music is a lot more like kind of atmospheric stuff, but it really does kind of, uh, it, it gives like, it, it gives an impression of like a very like down on its luck or like a down on its luck area or like a place recovering from story-wise in the game, the uh, area you play in had a failed communist revolution 50 years ago, and they're still basically suffering from the effects of it. And it's very, it feels very Eastern Bloc in that way. So if, if you're a fan of like Soviet cinema or something like that, you, you kind of have an idea of what the tone of that game feels like. And the music fits that pretty well. Uh, except for when it tries to become more disco, hence the title Disco Elysium, which are all a lot more fun, but that far more reflects kind of like the character choices you can make and stuff like that. I, it's it's stuff that stuck with me basically is probably is why I'm nominating it. 
Yeah, I think the graphical style kind of turned me off when all I had seen, you know, before I played it and all I had saw was just screenshots of it. The That grotesque style kind of, I, I found it a little bit off-putting when, you know, before I had played it. But after playing the game, like, I think it just fits perfectly. It, it fits with the tone of the story that they're going for and the setting. And it all works together really well. Mm-hmm. And I would, uh, and I would like, I'd piggyback off of that. I could see how this is not a game for everyone. Uh, no. <laughs> from from the aesthetics, from the writing, from like the content it's about, to how like how like simple it is, and like so I could see how this isn't for everyone. But yeah, I'm I'm just gonna piggyback off of that and say what with what they're going for, it's basically perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Can't can't go much beyond that. So. Alex, you picked one of my favorites from last year. Yep. Tell them what it is. Final Fantasy fourteen Shadowbringers. Yeah. I assume the soundtracks or the graphics or both. Well, both, but soundtrack, I think, is easily... It's so good. Yeah. I just... That Lahi song is in my head forever from the darn forest area, and I can't think of anything else. And yeah, that's fun. Every time the commercial comes on, I'm like, I should play Shadowbringers so I can listen to that song some more, um, the song in the commercial. And then it's like, oh, yeah, the battle theme in this game, which seems out of place as a battle theme at first, but then it grows on you. And it's like, oh. Yeah, I don't think you've got to the bit where sort of, I think is my favorite use of the music. Oh, really? Final Graphics, which is basically the final the final section of the game or where you're in, I think, level, the se- the level 79 area. Yeah, I'm not there, no. Oh, man. Yeah, that's got probably one of the most hauntingly beautiful pieces that it uses in that bit, and it works incredibly well with the theme of the story at that point as well. The fairy area is amazing. Yeah. Except for the beavers. Um, they're scary. Oh, beavers are great. No, they're scary. Yeah, they are terrifying, they're yes. terrifying beavers. Um, that's, a ter- that's a terrifying story. <laughs> Um, the, uh, yeah, oh, everything just so well coordinated with graphics and sound and just everything's put together extremely well. Um, I love that as a pick. Um, so let's see. Oh, oh, Josh. Yes. Tales of Trails of Cold Steel 3, I see listed here for you. Yes, yes. I mean, uh, I, I know, I know Trails and Nihon Falcom aren't exactly known for having the most cutting-edge, groundbreaking, technically proficient graphics. But I, I still think they always do a really good job of creating a sense of place in a, in a way a lot better than other other companies do. Like every single... You go to a bunch of different towns and cities and regions in uh, Cold Steel 3, and all of them feel unique and different. The, you go to... Uh, when you go to the port city, it feels totally different than when you're at the capital. And... Nihon Falcom is just fantastic at creating worlds. And I I know it's not as technically, you know, the the textures aren't as polished and don't look as fantastic as something like, you know, Anthem or something like that. But I think they do a fantastic job with using their graphical skills to build an incredibly interesting world. And then, of course, like, they always do a fantastic job with the soundtrack. I always love the Nihon Falcom soundtracks and Trails of Gold Steel 3 is no different in that respect. I wanted to, if I can just jump in, um, I didn't play the third one, but what you said about like the, um, the building uh, of the cities, when I played the first one earlier last year, I had the same idea. Like it almost feels like somebody put together brick by brick, the buildings in the, um, in the game. 
like actual architecture rather than just here's a building. Boop. Yeah. It doesn't look like one city is, you know, like they're cheating and taking like, oh, hey, we'll just take these couple of buildings and we'll slap them in in this city over here. And you could get away with that. It looks fine. But it's the that little small thing that, you know, shows up and you notice. Already. Yeah, I mean, that's basically my second choice as well, because the music as well is also probably one of the Falcon Sound Team's stronger efforts. I think that you just, it builds on the Cold Steel stuff really nicely. There's some really good tracks. I really like the actual one that plays on the start menu. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that brings us to River City Girls. Terrible gameplay. The Great music is so graphic. good, though. Oh. Dale, Dale North did a fantastic job composing the music for River City Girls. Um, the singer that they have for Noise is, she's phenomenal. I think she needs more work. <laughs> um, the theme song, the River City theme Girls song theme is, song is so catchy. Jim and I would sing it to each other, like, while we're just bopping around the house, because it's just, it is, it is freaking catchy. And then having the graphics kind of accompanying the soundtrack like this is one of those games where um graphics and music just kind of complement each other perfectly and like again as much as the gameplay is kind of bad i'm not going to take this away from it like they did a phenomenal job on both fronts i'm going to say you're all wrong and the uh, answer is cadence of hyrule i didn't even play that game i just heard it it's like that's i gotta pick that Well, um, Pascal played it, so you should talk about I it. Played I played it, and I disagree. Yeah. I think River City Girls is better. Oh! I, w- I had thought about putting um, Cadence on, but I thought it was graphics and music. I didn't, I didn't no, realize it's like it's just one. A, it's, a, it's just a category where you bring them in. Maybe and or. All right, so we can put Pascal as the pick here, since I don't have I'll any legitimacy. I'll second Cadence, then. Pascal. Would, uh, no, no, it's okay, Pascal. You're now both graphics and sound. Which is amazing. Congratulations on your award. <laughs> I just piggybacked on other people. <laughs> um, I'm going to slide an extra an extra nomination in, but not for music Uh-oh. or um, graphics, but kind of tangentially related. Uh, Indivisible had, has a great voice cast. And there's no category that we're talking about for voice cast. You're right. We didn't so nominate the, uh, that one. So thanks for wasting our time, Pascal. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, it's a Metroidvania okay. where you go around collecting yep. characters and they all live in your head and they all have different voice actors. And you, you thought it was pretty good, huh? I didn't play it, so um, I don't know. Well, the gameplay I think is not the good. voice acting is very good. Oh, you don't like the gameplay? Mm. It's okay for a while. The combat is not... Mm. It's a Metroidvania with, with like turn-based combat and it, it wears out. It's, just, it's welcome pretty Oh, that's too bad. Also, doesn't that game have like hours and hours of backtracking with no fast travel? So it's a Metroid game. Oh, there's fast travel, but not, <laughs> not for quite a while. So, Just um, saying, Anna. Does she? I crawl? don't remember how much actual backtracking. Sure, there is some though, for sure. Crawl? No, but she climbs up walls with an axe. Which, cool. Yeah. Yeah, she can do that. Yeah. All right. We... <laughs> He's not impressed. We All got to right, pick a winner. winner. We got to pick a winner. All right. So we got Disco Elysium, Final Fantasy XIV soundtrack, Disco Elysium's art, Trails of Cold Steel 3's everything, River City Girls' um, music, Cadence of Hyrule's music, and Indivisible's voice acting. 
So How this, do we is, this should be like easy. Cold Steel yeah, that, that's a really weird spread there. So, so let's just say the winner is everything and nothing. Nah, it's now nah, we got to pick something. We need an arbitrary winner. Who likes it the most? Shadowbringers. I I could get behind Shadowbringers. I could too. Uh, I could get behind Cadence too. Having I having don't... not ever played Final Fantasy fourteen, I can back Shadowbringers solely off of the weight of the world and prelude. Uh, Mix All right, song perfect. That they did. Shadowbringers, we're done. <laughs> Next. You guys pick whatever you want. I don't give a shit. She doesn't care. She's going for two girls. The real winner. I don't play a Final Fantasy. The real winner is Dale North. All right, cool. <laughs> uh, we should probably disclaim her that Dale North does the podcast theme for us. Oh, that's right. <laughs> definitely, definitely Dale North. Uh, here, let me put a strike through on that. Uh, <laughs> Do I have that? Do I think I... you'd like to be Shadowbringers, Dale North. The, the real winner is Sam's attitude. <laughs> there we go. Cool. All right. I knew I loved you. <laughs> the best NPC of an RPG last year. Zach, who is Kim Kitsuragi? So Kim Kitsuragi is the your basically your partner throughout the game. You wake up in Disco Elysium uh, in a, like an amnesiac, like off of a three day bender. Oh, so booze and pills. Yeah, and uh, he's the one who basically like he's like, so did you solve that case from a week ago? And you go, well, I don't know what case you're talking about. And then he has to basically babysit you <laughs> over the course of the, the game takes place over about a week. And he has to babysit you, and he tags along through most of the game. He is a incredibly well written character. I it starts off with like a very he's very professional, but you can tell he has a disdain for you, which rightfully so. Your main character is kind of not kind of he's an idiot. But the uh, over over the course of the week, and or at least the way I played the game, I uh, given the reactivity of the game, I guess this could play out in different ways, but. Uh, that that kind of professionalism starts to turn more into genuine respect, and the writing really reflects that. Uh, his voice actor is excellent, and he is a very like human and flawed character in ways like you know he like he has a gun, but he's really bad with it because he has very poor eyesight. Like he wears glasses, and he's very like cognizant of that, but he never like out and out says that like you know he doesn't like using his gun or that his eyesight isn't super great. But you can you can kind of infer that. And that's just like an example of how like realized he is as a character. And I, I've heard people say like, if they ever do a sequel, they'd like him to be the main character. And while I'd, I'd probably prefer to see like the, the team try and tackle something else if they were to do that and made him the main character, I think that would be an excellent idea. He's, he's great. I like him, I like him a lot. See, I'm fascinated in this game, how it plays out differently for different people. Cause I've built my character, the main character in that around intelligence. And so I've been bonding with Kim over like a knowledge, but uh, you know, because I built my character around intelligence for some reason, he has all this knowledge about cars. And apparently that's like one of Kim's things is like his, you know, he really likes his uh, car that his patrol car that he's like customized and stuff. So like my care, the main character I have created and Kim have been bonding over cars. So I wonder how, like how that plays out differently with each different way you build your main character. Yeah, no, I mean, that's a big appeal of the game. And yeah, and just and Kim is there for basically most of the game with you. He can he can, you can send him away at certain points. And after a certain point in like the day, he'll go to bed and you can still like walk around and do stuff if you want. But him sticking around with you for basically the entire game, he 
it, it's the kind of character that will take a bullet for you. Uh, <laughs> Maybe. He's, he's great. He's great. All right. Alex, you picked everybody in Trails of Cold Steel 3. Is that possible? <laughs> you can't do yeah. that. Yes. Yeah. No. no, I mean, I this is one. something that... Um, <laughs> Falcom is really well known for is like they have all of these NPCs and all the NPCs have like oodles and oodles of text associated with them. So you actually get to know some of these NPCs as well as your party members. I, I still yeah. remember, I think it was back when it was Exceed who was localizing them. And one of the localizers showed like their crazy, insane board where they had where it's like hundreds and hundreds of NPCs. And they're like trying to keep all of their, them straight and the relationships between all of them. And <laughs> it is just insane what they do in Cold Steel, how, the, how many they have, how they all have their own little stories, how they... Um, keep showing up even game after game. There are ones who will show up who sh started way back in the very first Sky game and are still popping up in the Cold Steel 3, Cold Steel 4. It's just it, very weird and interesting. Love it. <laughs> yeah, well, like I said, that was kind of my point was taken away from me, but never mind. Sorry, oh. sorry. <laughs> oh, no. How dare Actually, you? <laughs> you have to, you have to speak up for it. Becky now, Alex. Get to take Josh's point away. I just remember who Becky was. You don't even remember who Becky was. All right. No, actually, I think I did. She's a shopkeeper. Josh picked Becky from Trails of Cold Steel 3, so I don't know what we're supposed to say here because we just nominated everybody. <laughs> Becky's one of everybody. Is she special in yep. some way? I just always like Becky. She's okay. she's uh, got this Scottish brogue, and she runs the shop, and she's incredibly competitive with all oh, these other Oh, she's in Cold Steel 1 and 2. Yeah. Oh, I she's like back. her. She's great. She's great. But yeah, it continues uh, sort of that running feud between her and the noble. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you get you get that, that story there popping up in Cold Steel 3. Yeah. The other one I remember is the one who runs the um, store in Leaves. The girl who's got the dog. Oh, God. What is her name? I'm totally blanking. <laughs> uh, it, uh, hmm. I I'm only here. know. Oh, okay. Sorry, we're Googling quickly. Something oh, Jingo. Okay. Ah. <laughs> and she has a puppy called Cerberus. Having some weird yes! connection issues. Somebody just Puppy. buzzed. Okay, so this is best NPC, not best dog. So while we could nominate puppies, I'm going to suggest we move on to the next topic and then figure out how to deal with Cold Steel 3. Um, but wait a minute. Sam, we have another NPC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, the next person. The next nominee is what I meant to say. Sam, you've you've changed your nominee I've changed three times, I know, while we're I sitting here. Who are you nominating? Make a decision. Okay, so if I could nominate the majority of the Judgment cast, I would. But Apparently you I can realized... nominate everyone in a game, Sam. That's what we've learned. Okay, so. that's true. Um, I'm actually going to pick one. I, I had to go through the characters one more time just because I was like, is this this is the one. So it's actually Hamura from Judgment. and Is this Hamura... the one who was played by a voice actor who got... Um... The, one, the one who got into big shit. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> um, Hamura is a fantastic character. He's malicious. He's cunning. He gives no fucks. 
Um, and he just makes Yagami's life a living hell in all the best ways possible. Um, mostly because Yagami's not always the sharpest, you know, the sharpest tool in the shed. Um, and I appreciate when that Hammer is trying to give him, you know, a bone. Um, Yagami's like, this is awful. And it's like, no, he's giving you a clue, dumbass. Like, come on. He's giving you a good clue. Promise. Um, but Hamura just goes in interesting directions in the game. And I think that's why I kind of adored him as much as I did. Anytime he kind of came around, it's like, okay, what kind of trouble are you causing? And what kind of difficulties am I going to have ahead of myself? Um, I mean, this is a guy who's trying to take over a family, um, trying to do it very quietly. And it all sort of backfires in a way that's really unexpected. I also like Kaito, who is uh, Yagami's partner, who is also ex-Yakuza. But Kaito is, he he's my favorite trope, which is cute boys who are dumb as a sack of rocks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I am in love with that trope. It's like you ask me who my favorite Tails character is, and I tell everybody it's Lloyd. Because Lloyd is adorable, dumb as a sack of rocks. Um, but yeah, I like Kaito too. And that's like kind of the issue with this game is I, I like just about everybody um i really feel that like judgment much like other yakuza games like just got a lot right with characters and stories so uh if you haven't played judgment please play judgment go see hamura he will make you shit your pants it's kind of great just He's don't scary. expect much he, from he the detective work there. Yeah, no, just don't expect good detective. But Hamura is good. Like I would say, like he's up there with some of the characters that we've seen in previous uh, iterations of Yakuza. Um, he's just he's the right kind of crazy, and I like him. Yeah, he's got to be one of the better bad guys antagonists in the, the Yakuza, the broader Yakuza uh, canon. Totally agree. He's no Majima though. Well, no one is. <laughs> Who is? <laughs> I still have that. Did you see the Majima summoning video? Yes, I am so excited to have that in my life. (laughs) Um, Scott just like has been playing it on repeat for me. He's like, just remember, this is going to be your life soon. And I'm like, I know, it's going to be fantastic. I want to look as good as Majima some days. I know I can't. And it hurts me, but I'll get there. I'll get there. You'll get there. Okay, so um, I don't have an NPC to nominate. Do I? Do I? Uh, no, nothing comes to mind. All right, anyone else want to chime in before we pick a winner? Anna, you don't want to back one of these? Uh, nope. Okay. All right, then. So our, our, our options, again, are Kim Kitsuragi, everyone in Trails of Cold Steel 3, Becky from Tra- Trails of Cold Steel 3, and Hamura from Judgment. I mean, I feel like we kind of have to go with everyone in Trails of Cold Steel 3. <laughs> we should just go with everyone all of the time. Not just Trails of Cold Steel 3, just everyone. No. I think everyone made do good that on cases. Every category. You know what? I feel like there's a theme with Sam. Sam wants everyone to win everything. So the winner in this one is all of us. Look, I am the Marge Simpson of right. Game of the Years. I will give it to you on this category, but only on this category. So everyone I'm from RP Gamer, everyone um, from RP Gamer is the best NPC. Are, are you calling us all NPCs? Well, I, I can't do that because that was another website. So I have to be careful what I say the, here. The best, the, the best NPCs were the friends we made along that's the way. Right. Yes! <laughs> all right, that's our new winner. The best, <laughs> best NPCs. 
We're the friends we made along the way. Uh, is there a not you something that somebody wants to toss in there? I like it. It works. Perfect. Next category. Not you, Hop. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. None of the NPCs from Pokemon Sword and Shield. They were all so terrible. (laughs) They were just so uh, one-dimensional. Except for Marnie. And the problem is, is the plot twist about her is stupid. All right. It is super stupid. Also, just nobody likes Hop. Nobody. So specifically, loser... Pokemon. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Didn't know. Specifically, <laughs> Hop. Specifically, Hop. Every NPC in every game this year wins except for Hop. Except for Hop. <laughs> 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 All right, let me, let me fix that. Loser, Hop, and then parenthesis, Pokemon. There we go. Much better. <laughs> All right. Oh, I love this award. Fi- yeah, go ahead. It's the Final Fantasy 13 Lightning Returns Award, otherwise known as the worst follow-up to an RPG. Oh, hey, look, three people have the same answer. But before we get into that pile on, Alex, Alex why don't you tell us what yours is? <laughs> the less important thing. Yeah. Yeah, there's not really much to say about it other than it's basically a Musu game based on Utoare Rumino. So underwater Ray Ramuno Zan. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And it's it's just basically a really mediocre action RPG that just retells like the story from the first game. It doesn't even do both games. Wait, really? Oh that's lame. <laughs> yeah. So you don't even bother to try and do a I mean, little side saying, something. So, yeah, and saying it retells the story is putting it like uh, is giving it a bit too much credit as well. <laughs> it, it just shows a bunch of events from that game and then yeah so it's like cutscene from a game that already exists a little bit of musu and then another cutscene from a game that already exists wow what a pile of garbage yeah kind of that sounds like you needed another well, beer but no it was quick at least to get that much it was quick at least. <laughs> i'm happy to play bad games it was that quick. merciless mercifully short yep. there, there's, the, there's the praise for the game it was mercifully short mm-hmm yeah, right. All right, everyone tell us the real winner now. Oh, oh, oh. and the Legendary Alchemist. Okay, what is up with this game and why does everybody oh, hate it? Who wants to talk about it or do you want to let me do it? Oh, no, no, it, no, let's have Sam handle this one. Yes. You want to play the biggest garbage for an anniversary release? Play Nelky. It's what is, dumb. What do you mean an anniversary car- release? What does that mean? So it was the 20th anniversary game for the Atelier series. Oh, goodness. And it's like they took a big shit on it. (laughs) Like, how do you give this and say, yes, this is 20 years of awesome. And you get the dumbest fucking characters saying the dumbest fucking things, which are, oh, my God, I'm walking in a fucking straight line. This is a great combat system. Let's walk until we're bored. Let's do it again every fucking day. I sense let's, annoyance. Let's talk about how the town building was really good, except when it couldn't explain itself. Yay, town building. Let's have every single alchemist from the series appear in the game and then do nothing with it. Oh, this is the walking one where it's just left yeah, to right the whole the game? Like, oh, this one looks stupid. Right, I tried this and, and got bored of it. This game oh sucked. God. 
Nel- Nelki had nothing going for it. And like, I now am at the stage where I even refuse to defend the town building part because I think the town building part is dumb luck. They don't let you do it. They That's right. You spend time on it. It's like, here, try to build a town and make some money. And by the way, we're not going to explain this very well. But the biggest kicker of this game is just the audacity that they think walking right or left to right or right or whatever fucking direction you go in, I don't even care anymore, um, was a good combat system. The idea that your alchemist could do like, what, two fucking things and that your characters could do maybe three things. Um, it this This game doesn't try in any way. And it's incredibly infuriating that you have a company being like, we've had 20 years of Atelier and you get this as your prize. This is like getting a pile of shit in your gachapon. It it was the sheer number of unreasonable limitations. It's like, yeah. all right, I have eight pie pieces of time this week. Why does it take two pie pieces to talk to somebody? Yeah, like... <laughs> I'm sorry, that just sounds weird. <laughs> no, I... I, I like how Anna phrased that, actually, because she's 100% right. The way in which they divvy time in this game actually makes no sense. It shouldn't take you two pieces of pie to talk to dumbass about their dumbass thing. Oh, this is and making me hungry. Pie pieces to go out into the wilderness and pretend you're having a good time. Well, and like, depending on how many pie pieces you have at the end is how long you get to adventure. Well, it's the, it's the yeah. pretending that makes it take so long well and i think <laughs> it takes a lot of energy i think it's particularly irksome because as a series the atelier games have been leaning more towards freedom of time restrictions yeah. and then all of a sudden you have this game where it's like we're gonna let you meet all of the alchemists from all the different games and we're gonna give you slews of interactions with them and things that they can do and things you can do with them but we're going to artificially limit them because yeah, no. reasons. It's just a game that, like, honestly, they put no effort into, and that's abundantly clear. Thought, again, that fans would be happy with this as a 20th anniversary game, which, oh, wow, they weren't. And, you know, it's it's honestly, it was the biggest waste of time for me last year. And I reviewed it. And I think I politely called it the biggest waste of time when I should have called it pile of fucking steaming shit. I, I don't think that would have made it through the proof yeah, I'm process. Not that. I know, I know. I think that was in the original version at one point. <laughs> Probably. Um, knowing me. But no, like, anyone who tries to defend this game as an Atelier fan needs a hard slap in the face. They do. Because this is basically like defending the Mysterious subseries, which is also a flaming piece of garbage. Like, not as God bad as this one. Me. Thank God for Lula and, you know, Ryza kind of getting the series back on track because I was ready to completely quit the series if they had kept going the direction of the Mysterious subseries and Nelki. Hey, at least the Mysterious subseries had alchemy. Nelki didn't really have that. Fair enough. But then it also gave us, you know, Lily and Sue, the dumbest fucking game, Uh. and Furious, the equally stupid fucking game. Sophia, Sophia, I put in a corner because like Sophie nobody puts Sophie suck. in a corner. That's right. I'm sorry, I don't know what the I, I, don't was, I, I went straight from Sophie to um, um, Lily and Sue. 
Uh, yes, Lysu. And I feel like that was the best decision that I ever made in the Atelier Probably series was to not really play terrible. an Atelier game. Like, Furious is is probably the worst of those three. I couldn't even get past the beginning of Lily and Sue because I just, I couldn't be arsed to give a shit was how that game was making me feel. It gets better. Um, but Nelky. But Nelky is so bad. But that's it. It's, you're already Well, what's bad about from... it? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Pascal. Did you have a nice nap? You did. <laughs> Wait a minute. I thought we were said we were letting um Sam handle it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like Nelky just suffers from everything sucking in it and there's nothing good. And oh my god, Nelky is the worst main character. She might be as bad as Furious. Oh my god, I've never met someone so dumb. <gasps> ah. Okay, please, please let's go to a different different category now, please. I'm hurting. All right. No, no, and I think the winner we need is to keep justifying this. No, I don't want to. I'm done. The winner is We're the done. time slices, because they look like the pies from Trivial Pursuit. Yeah, yeah. Good. Good call. That works? All right. Okay, good. Fine with this. Let's, let's keep going. I'm hurting. <laughs> Best party member. Okay. Pascal. Oh. Hey. You have something to say on this topic. Yeah. I'll go first. Um, this is, remember, we've already had an NPC. This is a party member, so this is a playable character. Right. So, in um, case I anyone one... wants to edit their choices, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> tech, tech, tech. I'm I good with my choice. I carefully placed mine in this category. I, I think I, I placed correctly. So, um, I, I picked mine from Indivisible, and I picked um, Rosmi, which I'm. I don't know, and I don't remember if you said you played it, but I'm. I'm very keen on uh, maybe Anna or Sam playing this because I think you would love Rosmi. Um, I played it at a bunch of different paxes. And I don't like Metroidvania. Yeah, that, so it's the gameplay once again. Uh, that's that's not. Yep. So Rosmi is um, the first uh, party member you get uh, shortly after the game begins, and she is a um, an orner an ornery swamp witch who likes. Well, is this um, the lady icky... who wears a tiger? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She uh, and she talks to it too. Oh, good. It's. I, I, it's never quite made clear if it's, um, you know, like uh, alive but sleeping or passed out. I think it's just a rug she she speaks to. So, um, yeah, so she likes uh, nasty things and icky things, and she talks in – so I, I praised the voice acting earlier, and she's one of the first one that comes to mind. She talks in this amazing um, deadpan, very, like, uninterested um, tone of voice – but she constantly inserts herself into every other character's conversation just to uh, uh, to rile them up or to point out things that she wants to um, do or see that, you know, usually revolve around nasty things or questionable things, uh, all in a very, like, comedic, lighthearted tone. So um, nothing nothing adult or anything like that. So, so and, Pascal, uh, what yeah, you're yeah. telling me is this woman is clearly, like, my mentor yeah, and I need awesome. to seek her out. Because it sounds like everything I would love in a character. You are 100% right. I need to play this game. She is. She makes it worth to at least try the game. And then after after you've had your fill of her, or at least or uh, go seek out a, a YouTube video of, of all Rosmi. So she's pretty awesome. She's my pick. That sounds like a good pick. All right, Josh, who'd you pick? Uh, well, uh, Sam already mentioned him. Um, I, I, I'm going with Kaito from uh, Judgment. 
because Kaito is just like the best guy to be your your sidekick. He's just the 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 guy who you know who would just always have your back, and that kind of makes a perfect party member. Right. You know, he's going to come in with a flying kick to anyone what? who's. Oh hell yeah! He does. Of course. Oh, he does. This is Yakuza t- style game. Okay, you're he's gonna right. Come in yep. with a flying kick to you know anybody who's gonna gonna mess with you. So it's great. All right. <laughs> Kaito for kicking. Pascal picks Rosmi for wearing a tiger. Zach. Uh, oh. <laughs> Truck. <laughs> I'm confused. Like, is, it was Kim playable I, or not? He is not playable. I didn't realize that was the stipulation. I'm well, party I mean, the, it's the idea. It's a party member. You control them, right? We or can come that... back to you, dear. That's all right. <laughs> Zach, pick, pick Nelke and explain why she's the best. <laughs> Die in a fire. I don't even know if I can pronounce that name right, like Nelke, but like... <laughs> Die in a fire. All right, Anna, you have to have one. No? No. Okay, so Sam, who's your pick? Dorothea from Fire Emblem's Three Houses, oh. a.k.a. Best Wife. Edelgard broke my heart so hard. And you yet pronounce Dorothea... Bernie wrong. <laughs> pronounce <sighs> Bernie wrong. <laughs> I, like, I like Bernie. I work with a Bernie. Bernie's everyone's no. spirit animal. No. No, 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 no. It's all about Dorothea. Dorothea Dorothea has Dorothea is for Petra, not for you. No, I married Dorothea too. No. I was gonna say everyone I know who couldn't get Edelgard married Dorothea. I didn't want Edelgard. I wanted Bernie. I I wanted my crazy megalomaniac wife, okay? And it didn't happen, and then Dorothea was there and she just, you know, made me so happy. And I love her. And she's adorable. And she gives no fucks, and she totally puts Sylvain in his place, totally puts Ferdinand in his place, and she's just one of those characters where she she understands that there's a caste system, but she refuses to allow it to bring her down, and I love that about her. You know, she's not wealthy. She's one of those people where she joined the Black Eagles with different abilities, and I like that she's constantly encouraging people, like especially with Bernadetta um, in particular, like they have really cute scenes where it's just about building Burns confidence. And it's so cute. Um, so, no, clearly answer is Dorothea. Best. Also, she was my MVP for the whole game, by the way. So <laughs> Nice. I got to like her the best. She's good at swords. She is very good at swords and magic. Not as good as Petra. Oh, wait. Yeah. Magic. I do like. I do like Petra, though, by the way. Like, I can... I, I like, actually, all the girls from the Black Eagles, if I'm being honest. All right. So you should so put Black Eagle Girls. Now is the time that we must be picking the winner. Black Eagle Girls. That's... You, you're the only one who picked a Black Eagle Girl. <laughs> no, no. Black no, I'm, I'm with Sam on this one. All right. Black Eagle Girls. <laughs> right. Yay! Thank you, Anna The winner is Black Women? Right. No! no. <laughs> oh. Okay. Girls from the Black Eagle House. All right. Uh, Black Eagle Girls. Every party member from Fire Emblem. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) No, that just sounds. sounds There's like 40 of them. And they're all good, apparently. They're all best, you know, best party members. Mm. They can be. Okay. All right. So now that we're done being. All right. I don't even know what we were. 
Who used their money well or poorly? Best use, worst use of GP. (laughs) My answer is just Square Enix because the answer to both is is Square Enix. What they do? Oh, my God. Kingdom Hearts 3 and Dragon Quest XI. Ooh. Dragon Quest XI did not come out last year. It did on the Switch. Yeah, but that's a re-release. No, it's 11S. Did they spend tons of money on 11S? No, they spent no money on S. So that's a worst. I don't know. Is that the best or the worst? I don't know. They spent a lot of money marketing Kingdom Hearts 3. Is that the best or is that the worst? That, oh, that's probably the worst. Use it's Kingdom Hearts. That's the best way it sold. Did they make money? <laughs> they probably. haven't said. All right. Anna doesn't know what she's nominating, I don't think. Alex, what do you pick? Literally Square Enix. That's my nomination. All right. Square Enix cannot be trusted with money because they charge too much for Secret of Mana. There we go. I'm still on about that, yes. Alex, who'd you pick? I picked uh, Nihon Falcom and Spiders. Yeah, basically Nihon Falcom for... Trails of Cold Steel, as Josh had said, they're not, they're never sort of the greatest sort of graphical fidelity, sort of showy in terms of that sort of area, but they use what they have to create the sort of incredible world building and get that to sort of shine through throughout the game. So, yeah, all right, that's what I did like that. that. And Spiders is sort of Spiders is normal because it's basically for Greedful. Which is fun. It's one way you can tell it's a lower budget game, but it manages to put put it off well and sort of create that dra- Dragon Age style game that sort of we haven't had for the last few years, and and do it well. So yeah, it's clearly it's clearly lower budget, but it they've done what they they could with the budget they had. And worst, I'll let Josh. <laughs> yeah, speaking of not having a Dragon Age game in a few years, he has yeah. more experience of the subject matter. Yeah, like Bioware, who doesn't seem to be able to. Well, like you can tell where the money went in Anthem. Like that game oh, is, this is about just... Anthem. Oh. oh Lord, what else was it be last year? I don't know. <laughs> right. one. That was they put all their cards in that bucket, and that was uh, a yeah, it didn't work out. Yeah. Like God, you put you cards did, in a bucket? Yeah, like, whatever. <laughs> whatever that? the metaphor. So that's why they didn't use it well. well. Yeah. <laughs> they put all their chickens in that shoe. <laughs> all right, anyway, sorry. Like, that game looked gorgeous. I'm not sure I've seen a game that looked as pretty. And, it, you know, like, on paper, that game should be fun. It, it's... You know, it's an Iron Man game. You're flying around and then you go and you shoot stuff. Like, it should be fun, but it's just so devoid of life and so bland. And it's it's amazing you can make a gorgeous shooter like that be so boring. And you're just ugh, such a terrible, terrible waste of money. Oh, God. <laughs> but I guess I'm the only one who played Anthem here. Well, or... You played a little bit of the beta, didn't you, Chris? <laughs> yeah, it's not good. <laughs> I like some of the story bits, but um, from what I've heard, I have no reason to go back to that game. Nah. No, like, 
uh, like speaking to that, like they they spend the first part of this game like making a big deal about how you're going to go and get this, uh, how you have to unlock this uh, tomb, and then you'll be able to get like these special abilities in there. Yeah. And so they build this up, this build this up, and of course you have to sit through. Like I finally unlock that mission, get to go into the tomb, sit through you know a half a minute loading screen to get into the tomb. And then all it is is just a little corridor, and then you go and you open a chest and you get the thing, and then you walk back out. Isn't that like, the thing yeah. you had to grind hours and hours uh-huh. for? Oh, uh-huh. that's lame. It, yeah, exactly. You go into a tomb, you pick it up, and then you leave. And I'm just like, why? Why the? What you the spent a long enough time thinking? grinding, so they just wanted to keep you moving. Oh, <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> oh well. On the positive side, though, I will say Sega has been actually making a company that was known for spending horrible amounts of money and nearly driving themselves into bankruptcy with poor spending decisions back in the Dreamcast days. Now makes pretty good decisions. I mean, whether it's uh, their own main stuff like Judgment or you know their Atlas arm with Persona and those games, like they they do a great job with their budgets now. Well, there you go. Okay. Whew. Let's see. What does that leave us with? Uh, ah, Sam. <laughs> Sam. Sam wrote yeah. here. Everyone sucks, and who cares? That's who cares a little. About t- that's a little too cynical. I think. <laughs> budgets are boring. Budgets are boring. All right. So the winner We're is going to be Bioware. I know budgets are boring. <laughs> For wasting all that money on Anthem. <laughs> when did Fallout 76 come out? Was that this year, year or last year? Te- yeah, technically last year. Okay. But, you know, Fallout first was this year, if you want to yes. bring that up. <laughs> well, I was going to later. <laughs> oh, oh, All fair, of the sorry. dumb, <laughs> dumb decisions that were made for 76 happened in 2019. All right, sure. so we'll get to those later. Bioware's <laughs> the loser, not the winner. The winner is uh, at worst use of GP. Loser, all of us. Thank you, Sam. You're welcome. All of us, all of us are or at losers. least Josh who played Anthem. Yeah, the, all right. I, loser, I, I, loser. I didn't yeah, play the, that. Sorry. The folks loser who bought Anthem for sixty dollars. Loser is just Josh. Josh is a loser for playing Anthem and Mariage in one year. What yeah. did you do? <laughs> All right, for our next category, we're going to jump right in here, and I've lost the sheet on my screen. Maybe Anna can read it for me. We are jumping into Best Weird Indie Game, sponsored by An Hour to Impress. It's a YouTube series that's kind of on hold right now, but it's a cool concept, and we should do it more. Oh. So I think everybody here picked a non-RPG except for Zach. What are you doing, Zach? That's not an RPG. That's not an RPG. That is... You think yeah. of the outer? Yeah, you got the outer, outer worlds world. and the outer wilds. Oh confused. no, I did it again! All right, all right. <laughs> oh, so Anna. talk talk about the outer wilds, Zach. Uh, yeah. Well, okay. So not an without RPG. spoiling it. I also no V in the title. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you for removing the V. But yes, Outer Wilds is a game that is very difficult to talk about without spoiling it. But it is probably my favorite game of the year, so I just wanted to mention it here. Uh, go play it if you get the chance. I think it's on PS4 now, but it's on PC and Xbox as well. So 
yeah, just go play it. It's good. I want to hear Sam talk about Arcade Spirits because my friend actually was the script writer for the game. So I can't talk about it without going, Anna wrote this and it's awesome! I really liked it. I did. It was a game that made me smile so much. Um, the uh, the Ar- Arcade Spirits was one of those games where just all the cast of characters were charming. They were cute. Um, the idea of this you know, this person taking over an arcade and being like, this is my dream. Fuck, is it my dream? This is my dream. I don't know if this is actually my dream. Um, and just kind of having the the inner millennial dilemma. Um, <laughs> it's just written so well. Um, so I, I definitely really loved Arcade Spirits, and I kind of hope more people play it because I haven't heard much people talk about it. Inner millennial um, dilemma is my band name in college. <laughs> There's your title for the episode then. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so for those not familiar with the Arcade Spirits, it's a visual novel um, with really light RPG mechanics. And the concept is um, what if the 80s uh, slash 90s arcade crash never happened? And so we lived in a yeah. modern world where arcades were still like the cool thing to do and the place to hang out in like major social centers. They were never the cool thing to do. Shut up. Like I know. We were nerd. We were so young at that time. We don't know. I went to arcades a lot when I was a kid. Yeah, but it was the nineties by then. Not really. Okay. I don't think Chris knows what he's talking about, Anna. So it's okay. She right, was so... nine. The last time she was in the eighties, she was nine. So the, I, I know. Maybe yeah, but I don't know. Okay. I think maybe the arcade crash happened later in Canada than it did in the U.S. Uh. Because I remember being like in my early early teens like that 12 13 okay and still going to arcades well that would be the 90s yeah okay got it but like the arcade crash as long as we've established how time works didn't the arcade crash happen in the 80s i don't think we know okay well <laughs> carrying on know what we're talking and about. instead of the past i'm going to talk about the future because i want to drive for neocab Anna? what so Neocab is another one of these visual novels with sort of really light RPG elements sort of games that have come out recently. And the idea is, is you're the driver, you're basically an Uber driver, but Uber doesn't exist anymore um, because all of the rideshare companies are now automated with automatic AI drivers. So you're one of the last human taxi drivers and you get to sort of have conversations with the people that get into your cab um, and you have a, 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 a thing on your wrist that like openly displays your emotion emotions um, based on colors that it's showing. It's like a mood ring. Why? Um, because it's a thing that's hot in this particular city. Um, it's supposed to make you more honest and real and authentic. And so um, you have like six days to do stuff and depending on who you drive around and the decisions you make about them, the end of the story can completely drastically change. So in one, uh, in one of the, my playthroughs that I did, um, I rescued my best friend. We, we got her completely out of trouble. Everything was cool. I totally broke away from this toxic relationship I had with her. Um, another one, Things did not go well. <laughs> I don't think it was the worst ending, but it was certainly a bad ending. <laughs> and like our relationship between me and my friend ended up kind of like 
breaking and not in a good way. So I got to drove around a guy who believes that there's a giant worm that's going to come out of the earth. That guy's amazing. Everybody. That's your best NPC right there is that guy. He's awesome. There's a, a lady that does complex spatial mathematic calculations in her head because she has computer chips installed in her brain. Intense. Kind of cool. Yeah, no, she's cool. She's like this little old sprightly lady. It's amazing. Then you meet someone that she doesn't know how real she should be with the guy she just met. Um, there's a dude that pukes in my car and then gives me a bad rating because there was puke in my car. He's a douchebag. Well, the, well, don't forget the guy who thinks you're a robot. Oh, yeah, the two German tourists. <laughs> they were sure you were a robot. They are. They were very sure I was a robot every time I drove them. Mm-hmm. All right, and last but not least, Pascal. What the heck is uh, this? Yeah, it's, it's not surprising you haven't heard of it. I, um, I picked uh, Planet Rix 13, which is also not an RPG, but more of an adventure game. Um, and it's, uh, so it's a game about, uh, an astronaut who crash lands on a planet and kind of has to figure out a way off the planet. And while doing so, he, uh, comes across labs and other facilities that were built on this planet before, uh, but they're completely abandoned and you kind of figure out why that is as you go, you figure out some of the why. So I'm not sure exactly, uh, why I nominated this game. Because I can't, well, I can't put my finger on it. There's nothing super noteworthy about any of its of, of its individual elements. It's just the way it comes together, kind of sticks in your brain, I guess. Um, it's the graphics aren't amazing. They're real, uh, like it's like pixel style, but real basic pixel style, not in a way that's um, like graphically impressive. Uh, there's no voice acting. Uh, the puzzles are pretty simple for the most part, and the game can be completed easily in under an hour. So. You know, on its own, none of those, none of that sounds mind blowing, but it kind of comes together in an interesting way. So for me, um, it was the indie game that most impressed me. Yeah. It's on. Um, I did play it on PlayStation Four, so it's definitely available on at least one console. I didn't research yeah, where it's, all. It's uh, Xbox One, PS Four, Switch, and PC via Steam. Yeah. Okay. So we need to pick a winner, and nobody agrees. So, um, adventure games. I was going to say the Outer Worlds, but all right, Outer Worlds. <laughs> I think Outer Worlds. <laughs> Sounds good. I just love that we all had it. sort of like these uh, very story-heavy oh, games. I... Um, Chris, that wasn't even a game we talked about. I know that's my point. <laughs> the Outer Worlds wins. <laughs> no, but. No, it, it doesn't. <laughs> no, no I'm vetoing that winner. That had outer oh, no. W in their title this year. I'm I'm and vetoing outer that. Is the better one of those. No, I'm I'm vetoing that. The winner is visual novels with visual a twist. Visual novels, because that's kind of like that no. Neocab and Planet Rix thirteen no. and Arcade Spirits. Uh huh. Yes. What are you talking about? Next They're award. <laughs> our next award okay our next award is the best story so far which is like kingdom hearts story so far so it's the best remaster so we have two nominees here so this should be quick oh man chocobo's mystery dungeon everybody came out this year oh i don't like that game oh it's so good you get to play as a chocobo work 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 
You mean quack, 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 quack? Quark. Okay. <laughs> Chirp. All right, Alex, you want to take on that? <laughs> what is your pick, Alex? Should I actually explain what Chocobo's Mystery Dungeon is? Came out on Switch. That's basically my pick. All right. So we have a remake of Chocobo's Mystery Dungeon, which is a um, mystery dungeon game. Yeah, uh, with where you play as a chocobo, oh, and the idea a is a dungeon is, crawling roguelike RPG. Yeah, wow. yeah. So the Mystery Dungeon series is sort of like a, it's almost like a, a game of chess, where for every move you make or every action that you take, whether that's a movement, an attack, um, casting a spell, doing a thing. Um, all of the enemies on the floor that you're on, because you're inside of a dungeon, also do one action. Did you just really forward. complicatedly say turn-based? Yes. Okay, cool. But it's not turn-based in like, all right, the ATB bar is filled, it's my turn, I take an action, and then the enemy takes an action when they're AT bar. See, when I think of turn-based, that's what I think of. Mm. Okay. This is very yeah, mystery it's... dungeon-ish. One action equals one action. So for it's every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. No, because it's not equal and opposite. Oh, okay. It's one of my least favorite like gameplay concepts ever. Oh, I love it. I, I, I should say it is an actual roguelike, as opposed to when most people say roguelites, they just mean like randomly generated maps. No, this is actually roguelike, and in fact, you yeah. have to decide at but... the start of the game if you will play as the traditional mystery dungeon, or if you will play the milk toast version, which I always do. And the idea is, is when you die in a mystery dungeon game, including Chocobo's Mystery Dungeon, you lose everything you have on you. So you have to choose very carefully the things that you elect to take with you. Now, I play on the easy mode because I'm a wimp. And in the easy mode for Chocobo's Mystery Dungeon, you get to keep your weapon, which is a claw, and your, your armor, which is a saddle. But you do lose absolutely everything else. And the reason this is everybody is the remake allows you to take a buddy with you into the dungeons. So you have a friend with you. And the friends can be the monsters you met along the way. So when you beat up monsters, sometimes they drop monster points. The and true the friends group. were the monsters, monsters you we beat, beat up, up along the, the way. way. Okay, got it. Great. So every once in a while when you beat up a monster, they drop a monster point. If you accrue enough of the same monster points, you can then summon that monster. Um, otherwise, it's people that you meet in town. Um, or other story uh, members from past Miss Chocobo's Mystery Dungeon games, because there's like 10 of them, and we've seen two in the West. And if all this sounds really familiar to you, yes, this is a remake of the Wii game. Okay, yeah. Alex, tell us about the Zodiac Age. <laughs> I mean, it's Final Fantasy XII. <laughs> I'm not sure. I mean, the Zodiac Age itself came out on... Was it? 2018 or 2017 <clears throat> that it's just yeah it, I think 2018 played on the Switch and yeah it's a really good fit on the Switch I really enjoyed playing it that playing it that way it's got all the useful stuff like speeding up which really helps in this game it's got the ability to um to assign roles to your party members by by choosing which license board they uh they get yeah yeah you basically give each one two classes. I thought that was that was the best part about it, as compared to the original. Yeah, I do remember struggling yeah. in the original deciding how to make each character unique, but it sounds like that's not a problem in the new one because they force you to make each character unique. 
Yeah, pretty much. Well, you've at least got to give them sort of certain roles that they'll play. Yeah, you can't just, they won't just all be the same, doing the same stuff. All right, so I have a question because we have two games with Chocobos in this, right? Oh, wait, are there Chocobos in 12? There should be, but are yeah, there? Yeah, it's Ivalice. Yes. Yeah? Yeah, there are, but I don't think I've ever really used them. Much. All right, so do we... You uh, do use them. You can get a Chocobo and run around yeah, and but ride yes, it. it. Okay. Well, there's one bit where you have to do it, but yeah, I mean, actually guessing them doesn't isn't that useful. All right, so I can't say which one has a Chocobo. So how do we distinguish? Who's going to win? Well, Final Fantasy XII has uh, Vaughn and Pinello. Oh. It's also got Balfour. Yeah, but it has Yeah, Vaughn. no, it, yeah. Vaughn and Pinello drag it down, but I it basically has every other character in XII is good. So, like... <laughs> And yeah, Baltier is amazing. The so leading man, yeah. But Chocobo's Mystery Dungeon has a Chocobo. Well, the Chocobo Mystery Dungeon doesn't have a raid based on it in Final Fantasy fourteen. No, but it does have like a scarf. Did anybody here play Link's Awakening? Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I did. Pascal, you had a nominee? No, because I didn't play it, so okay. I can't nominate it. But I was just curious if it's not worth the nomination. Um. If you had me choose between Chocobo's Mystery Dungeon, everybody, and Link's Awakening, I will choose Chocobo's Mystery Dungeon, everybody, which is why I put that one but down. But you said Link's Awakening is your favorite Zelda game. It is my favorite Zelda okay, game. Okay, but you don't even play a Zelda. She's not even in this game. What do you have to say to that? I don't care. Okay. Oh, this is a hard decision, folks. All right. I had a really fun time reviewing Link's Awakening because... The Witcher 3 on Switch. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Winner, Witcher 3 on Switch. Ooh, Witcher 3. Now, hold on a second. The Final Fantasy XIV Raid Chocobo looks like the one in Mystery Dungeon, though. Right? Isn't that where the artwork for that guy comes from? No. Uh, oh, no, for the... Um, the yeah, 3D Sids. model. Yeah. No? Yeah. I think the 3D model there, there, comes there, there from the Chocobo that, games. Yeah, there is that special, that special Chocobo that... Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, Alpha's in there, right? And he uses cards to cast spells. Yeah, that's Alpha. Okay. That's that's from the Chocobo um, Chocobo's Fables. So I mean, now you. That's different from Mystery Dungeon. I know, but that's that. All right. So I guess. I'm trying to decide which Chocobo to pick. Yeah. What about Fat Chocobo? I guess Final Fantasy XII, the Zodiac. What? No. All right. I like Pascal's idea. Fat Chocobo wins. Yay! Best remaster is Fat Chocobo. All right. Does Sam Sam approve of this? Sam has wandered away. Sure. Okay, cool. Got it. (laughs) The It Sucked the First Time, but I gave it a second shot, and it still sucked award. All right, Zach, who do you nominate for this bad boy? (laughs) What, Pascal? Uh... I'm just looking forward to Anna Marie's. <laughs> okay, well, we're not there yet. All right, all right, all right, all right. But what do you got, Zach? All right, so uh, I've I've actually kept up pretty well. I don't have a backlog on the Switch. I buy or get a Switch game, and I beat it, and I move on to the next one. Oh, you're the only one. Uh, Good for you. Right, yeah. So uh, that eventually led me back to Octopath Traveler. Uh, I guess I, did, I didn't do, like, the super Isn't that secret like our final... game of the year last year? Or was it just um, up there? I don't know. I think it's bad, but whatever. Okay. The uh, <laughs> Dragon Quest last year. Oh, all right. Yeah, no, Oxford Chapter didn't really challenge. Okay. Uh, but the uh, so I didn't do like the super secret boss 
like after you beat everyone's story, but You're I beat everyone's story. I yeah, I uh that game uh it does the same thing over and over again for far too long. Uh oh, the combat's So it's a bravely default game. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, you you the the stories I don't find any of them interesting. I think the characters are all pretty stock and boring. The the combat is interesting at first, but if I if I never play an RPG where you have to break through armor or like some sort of defenses to deal real damage, I will be happy because I think I automatically hate all games like that now. Hmm. Um yeah, no, it just it, it's a game that like visually I love and I love the music for it, uh but just every gamey part of it is just either underwhelming at best or terrible at worst. <laughs> so yeah. Hmm. I beat it though, so you know. Yay <laughs> that you me. did. That you did. <laughs> All right. uh, I was just gonna say, um, there's a there's a game on the PlayStation One. I think you should play. Um, Are you about to say Beyond the Beyond? No, no. This is a Square Enix title. Um, and it, so are you about to say Beyond the Beyond? No. Is that a Square Enix title? I think it is. I don't think so. No, I was going to suggest a different title since you like breaking through armor so much. There's a game called Vagrant Story you could play. Oh, God. <laughs> I've oh. been recommended Vagrant Story before. <laughs> Have you? Yeah, I yes. was wrong. Beyond I've the Beyond been... is Sony. <laughs> uh, it's Camelot. Beyond the Beyond. All okay. Right. Back when they still made RPGs. Sorry, I'm, I'm. I was just wistfully pining for another Mario Golf RPG. Okay, so the <laughs> we've got another nominee here from Anna Marie. Oh, Tell us about the All Alliance right. Alive and so, how much you love it. Here, I, I need to go back a little bit. So I don't like the Saga series, and the two that I reviewed in my very early days of RP Gamer Frontier One and Two, I wanted to burn both of them to the ground. <sighs> And so I was like, I don't like Saga games. And I don't know why, but somehow Wheels convinced me to play Legend of Legacy. And it was bad. And I didn't like it. That was your mistake, listening to Wheels. And then the Alliance Alive came out, and Pascal thought it was kind of good. And Wheels was like, it's really good. And then they announced... Wait, 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 wait. (laughs) (laughs) I like where this is going. No, no, no. Wheels and I are at odds about this. I, I thought you said it was it. like okay. Well, maybe at the best okay, but I don't. I'm not even sure if I said that. Don't don't drag me down to the <laughs> to the level of kind of good now. Okay. Well, you didn't despise it. Is that fair? Maybe, oh, well, so maybe How not they? despise. I think that's fine. <laughs> okay. And Wheels was like, "It's even better than Legend of Legacy," and I'm like, "All right." And I passed on it on the 3DS. And by the time I was getting around to maybe I should play it, they announced the HD remastered version for Switch, and I'm like, "All right, so I'll play it on the Switch." And I got to the point where I could, I had to go around to all of the alliances and make them alive again, and I noped out of the game at that. that sounds point. like the point of the game based on the title. <sighs> you couldn't even do it. Yeah, I think I got maybe ten hours in, and I'm just like, well, I'm that's not, not very far. It. Okay, <laughs> that is far. That is far. That's chapter twenty. What out of like sixty chapters? Uh, 
So I was 10 hours into the game, and then I was like, no, you know what? Wheels is basically caught up to me. He can do the review. So I, I noped out of that game. And here's the problem is the worst part of all of this is I have clearly not learned my lesson. What because is that? I have a bunch of people that have been messaging me on Twitter and Discord going, are you going to play Romancing Saga 3? You could start with 2. But three's supposed to be the really good one. I thought two was supposed to be the really good one. Three's the one that everybody really likes. They do? Yeah, and some it, people do. And then there's like the Scarlet something or other that came out too. Romancing Romancing Saga Scarlet. Scarlet oh. Grace Ambition? Yeah, then I don't yeah, know. Saga, Saga Scarlet Grace, yeah. There you yeah, go. Yeah, Saga Scarlet Grace. That's the one. The, that, that one. That's and, the daddy. Oh, I'm going to be sitting here next year for the RPG cast Goaty 2020 no. going... <sighs> All right, so here's my problem. <laughs> Why do I do this to myself? Did you play 60 games in a year and you can afford to spend 10 hours on one you don't like? No. <laughs> That's the actual answer. All right, you don't like that. Alex, what did you pick? <laughs> uh, I picked the Kingdom Hearts series. The entire series? Well, the entire series just because, well, I, oh, I play Kingdom Hearts 3. Obviously, I haven't played that before okay so but i have played kingdom hearts 1.5 before and that sucked <laughs> <laughs> so you've tried kingdom hearts 1 and you didn't yep. like that then you came yep. back to 3 and you still didn't like it yep okay well that's pretty much okay that yeah. works for yeah. me uh, yeah. well I mean, it's hard to go into it. i mean uh, it just doesn't work for me i get the appeal of everything like all the Disney World stuff is great how it uses that but I really dislike the gameplay but remember the, the Cthulian whore that Goofy, Goofy becomes in the Monsters Inc. level that's you can't forget that no? no I forgot that I'm more I was more confused by the um, Uncanny Valley from the parts of the Caribbean worlds ah. that threw me off that threw me off more than anything else I think right. <laughs> Also, the D and D E E. Yeah. What's this? I, I kept on play, play the uh, Beam Dog Dungeon Dragons Enhanced Editions because I've I was so never this is the able Baldur's to... Gate one, two, and Icewind Dale. Yes. Yeah. I mean, okay. yeah. It, it's yeah. It's probably Baldur's Gate, which is the ones I keep wanting to get into, and I've sort of played tried playing them on PC a couple of times, and with the launch of the console versions, I tried playing them on Switch, and nope, I still really can't enjoy that gameplay at all oh is it the battle system or the inventory management and talking for 40 hours in a row that gets gets you down uh, it's i think the inventory management and the combat i'm quite happy to with all the talky stuff uh-huh uh, I'm, that i'm cool with it but anything that sort of revolves around actual gameplay is just nope all right i would have nominated one here Except I had never played it before, so it doesn't really count. No, yeah. But Anna mentioned it, so it it's topical. And because pl I'm playing uh, Romancing Three right now. That's the Wheels Award. Yeah, you, you can save that for the Wheels Award. Oh, all right, cool. So think, who's our I think winner? Wheels should be the winner in this category. Well, who's our winner? Wheels. I'm wheels. definitely the right. loser. <laughs> wheels is the winner. Good job. Stop trusting Wheels. You gave him a, a shot, but you gave him a second shot. He still is wrong. Stop trusting mm -hmm. him. This is what we've learned. Sam agrees. 
All right. So loser, people <laughs> who take <laughs> wheels as advice. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Is this category sponsored by Q&A cast? <laughs> Potentially. We'll have, to, uh, we'll have to approach wheels about sponsorship opportunities for the 2020 I don't know. Award. I think we're going to lose them just based on, you know, we don't trust him. With Game <laughs> Game. So I don't think it's a sponsorship worth pursuing. All right. Maybe. All right. All right. I think we should just take the title and not tell him. I'm fine with that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's aware about that. Eh, we don't care. Does he care? Nah, maybe not. Who knows? I don't care. <laughs> All right, folks. Missed out award. What's the RPG you most wanted to play but didn't get around to? Zach, would you pick? Uh, so I picked uh, Greedfall from Spiders. Uh, Spiders is a company I have a lot of respect for, despite having never played any of their games. Uh. I'm intrigued by what that game is and like what it could be. And I wish more companies made games like that. So I like that they exist in the space, but I am part of the problem in that I never buy them and I never give them the time of day. So, uh, yeah, I, I'd like to play Greedfall, even though I didn't hear like the best things about it. I, I'd, I'd like to give it a shot at some point. Right. Anne-Marie, would you pick? Um, so I keep hearing from people that I trust to know my gaming taste on like wheels that I would probably like Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. That seems like a weird pick. It's an RPG that I didn't play last year. Yeah, all right. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. There aren't that many of those. It's not that deep. Oh, that's a good point, too. <laughs> Alex, what are you picking? And on sort of picking with City Girls there wasn't actually that much I thought of that I wanted to play that was one that just I remember seeing seemed cool and never got around to doing it though hearing about it I'm yeah less (laughs) less care about having not played it now (laughs) the question mark didn't get added on to that till after the conversation oh okay okay (laughs) I don't know I'm just guessing Pascal you had one Link's Awakening Good. Really I enjoyed it. it. He hasn't tried it. Yeah, and, I didn't I don't play know it. Why. I, I think the only reason I really didn't try it last year is because I still never finished uh, Breath of the Wild, and I don't want to start another Zelda by, before finishing that one. I so I decided this year will be the, the year of Zelda. Like I, I want to finish Breath. I want to play Link's Awakening and any other like Zelda games I've never played. I'll go back. Are we getting that second Breath of the Wild this year or not? Undetermined. Uh, yeah. No way. Then. Okay. All right, Josh, what'd you pick? Uh, I still want to get around to playing The Outer Worlds. I think you should. It's a good game. I've played yeah. some of that. I, I always really agree. like New Vegas, so <laughs> yeah, that's I, it's kind of like I need to get around to playing that Just, at some uh, point. Just play it before um, Disco yeah, Elysium. Yeah, see, I, I'm going the wrong route, though. See, I've already started Disco yeah. Elysium. Oops. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how that goes. A different feel, different level of depth. <laughs> All right. Sam, what are you picking? Disco Party Elysium. There you go. Disco Party for the win. It's uh, the one game that like everyone has talked about, and I've just been very curious. I It's definitely a me game for sure, just from everything that people have described. Like I like that kind of weird. Um, I also weirdly like you know Soviet-style stories because I'm a sad, sad person. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and yeah, I, I can't wait to try it. I bought it for Scott for Christmas, but I'm likely going to get to it before he will because he's fucking slow at everything he does. Well done, Scott. So he's a good husband. A little slow at video games. Yep. Um, I I should say Disco Elysium, but um, I was a little torn here because I also keep hearing songs from Cadence of Hyrule, and I really want to listen to more of that soundtrack. And I have the stupid thing in me where I try to avoid soundtracks of games I haven't played yet that I want to play, and I shouldn't do that, but uh, I have in this case. And uh, regardless, so, I would like to play Cadence of Hyrule. Would you, so what you're saying is, why don't you just fucking listen to the soundtrack? While playing Disco Elysium? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> No, because I actually want to play it, so it's on my list. I want to play. Just it. making wanna... sure it's one of those things where it's like, don't don't deprive yourself if you just want to listen to the soundtrack. Listen to the soundtrack. Listen, you. I have enough <laughs> mental deficiencies to screw myself up on my own, and I don't need help from you. <sighs> telling me how to be better, like I I already have a therapist telling me that I'm doing it wrong. I don't need you and Anna. And my dad, my sister, my brother-in-law, okay, now people we're going right into the show. Okay. <laughs> I'm just naming people I know now. No, in seriousness, I, I would like to play Cadence Viral. And um, uh, the question I can't decide is, uh, should I play it in, uh, in easy mode or on the beat mode? So... Mm. I play easy mode because I, I can't do. keep the rhythm. <laughs> All right. So what's our winner? Everyone pick something different. Mm. Everyone. I mean, yeah. It, 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 as, as funny as it is that Sam is going to get away with this for another category, it kind of is. Like, we have this amazing richness and diversity of RPGs in 2019 that it's like, even if you missed a game, it's okay and it's good to go back to it. Like, I want to play most of the stuff that people have mentioned. I want to play Link's Awakening. Um, I'm curious about the one that you picked, Anna, which Marvel <laughs> Ultimate Alliance, that's it. Although I'm not uh, giving them actual money. How's that? I'm going to get it from work, I think. <laughs> and not every game on the list is like a AAA game. You know, some of no. these are lower budget, smaller studios. It's kind of nice. We are good pickers. All right. Cool. So just us specifically are the winners? <laughs> yes. <laughs> just the six of us because we're good pickers. Yes. Oh <laughs> All right. I actually think there's seven of us. Now we have the Wish You Had so Missed It Awards. The RPG pickers. you wish you hadn't booted up. <laughs> AKA I Shouldn't Have Listened to Wheels Award. Um, <laughs> Zach. Interesting choice you have here. <laughs> I, I, I didn't want to say anything until it came up. Um, I, I appreciate a, you, by the uh, way. <laughs> I uh, I picked Marvel Ultimate Alliance three. Oh. Uh, I like all Marvel Ultimate Alliance one and two a lot, and I thought this game sucked. Uh, <laughs> it uh, speaking of games where you have to break through a stamina meter to deal real damage. Um, that is not the thing I want to do in a mindless, uh, co-op run around and punch people game. Uh, the, like, if you're, if you're a Marvel fan, there's a lot to like here. Like, you're going to get a lot of the characters you like. You're going to be able to make cool teams and the team composition matters. So it's not like, so there's, you know, there's value in figuring out what you want. The game is grindy. It's so grindy. 
you you get these like ISO eights or something. They're basically like you get like four equipment slots and you stick like a gem in them. And the gems come so slowly, and most of them are just really minor things. Like you get slightly more experience, or uh, your magic attacks get like a five percent damage boost or something like that. And it's they're so dull and boring. the The combat never evolves in any meaningful way. The way the uh, the progression of the game plays out. Uh, as you unlock new characters, they are almost certainly going to be higher level than the ones you're using, which I guess is good if you want to constantly switch around characters. But like, let's say you want to go back and play as and get the Hulk back on your team in the late game. He doesn't earn experience if you're not using. So he's stuck at like level seven and you're sitting here at the end of the game where the team you're using is like level 40. Well, guess you got to go run through old levels in the challenge modes to get the Hulk up to snuff just to use the Hulk. Um, I wanted something a lot more like pick up and play with friends out of this. And it's just too grindy to achieve that. And the combat gets repetitive and, and uh, yeah. And honestly, I, yeah, I did not like it all that much. I don't want to play it anymore. (laughs) I'm not sure I want to play it anymore. (laughs) (laughs) You win. win. (laughs) We're making an intelligent choice here now, Anna. It's okay. We haven't actually bothered to play it yet. We're okay. It's okay. (laughs) If we'd started playing it, it would be bad. And he would be right. More so. (laughs) So we're good. What did you wish you hadn't played, Anna? All right. (laughs) Um, we'll we'll be talking about this in a, in a later category. So I'm just gonna say its name and move on. It's Omega Labyrinth Life. All right. I want to blame Alex for this, but it's my own fault. It's your own fault. All right. Titties. Oh boy. Okay. That's the only thing I associate with that game. So. Well, all right, uh, <laughs> Alex. Uh, what are you? What What about you? Yeah, I mean, before you covered this, I can probably just say the say it and move on but yeah the Dungeons and Dragons enhanced editions okay it's just, that's great yeah yep 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 uh Josh I, I did have several to choose from but I think we'll go with Nelky as okay. being the one that I most wish I hadn't booted up alright and uh Pascal so I reviewed a game called Dragon Mark for Death on the yeah. Switch yeah and that's my choice oh um, and it's um, so like Zach already said about his game. It's very grindy. You have to, you're expected to play the same levels over and over. And at some point, um, the end game is hidden uh, behind certain things you have to achieve in only certain levels. But nothing ever tells you what they are or what levels to go to. So if I hadn't looked it up online, I would have never unlocked like the final um, the final stages leading to the the boss of the game. And uh, so the part that makes it actually the worst is. Um, you can play online with others. You can do matchmaking. Um, but I didn't review it until they sent us a physical copy. So it came out a few months earlier, digital only, uh, which is when other people were actually playing it. And it didn't take long for them to figure out, well, well, the you know, this game is only mediocre at best. And the online community was basically non-existent by the time I I hopped on with the digital uh, with the uh, physical version. And so there was never anybody around for me to partner up with. Um, and that sucked. You know, any any fun that would have still been in the game was basically dead on arrival, literally. And wish I hadn't played it. All right. That leaves uh, Sam. 
Do you want to read what I wrote? No, I'd, I'd rather avoid some wrote. of the words that you wrote. <laughs> it's Nelky. All right. Another nominee for Nelky. Um, I've been trying to think of a game that I played that I wish I hadn't played. And I just... Do I have one of those, Anna? Did I bitch about a game that I'm like, why did I play this? I don't think so, right? Okay. No, because you tend to give up on games pretty easily if you're not enjoying them. Yeah. And so you never have that. Oh, I do that with the games oh, I enjoy I can't too. Can't believe I played that. Yeah. Hometown story. Um, <laughs> that makes you the winner. <laughs> I'm the winner. I'm. You're, ooh, I'm you're the winner. Quitter. Your I quit attitude is the winner. My I quit attitude is the winner. <laughs> I'm writing that down. Chris's okay. I, I quit, quit this. attitude. I think that is an acceptable answer. I quit answer. this. It Congratulations sucks. on winning, Chris. Attitude. All right. <laughs> Zach, what did you play? Or excuse me. What did you... Um, The next category is biggest surprise of the year, and you picked two, which I don't understand. How You're can you be doubly do surprised? You can't I, have two I, big. Oh, surprises. the worst part is, is Alex pick two. It's row. <laughs> I didn't know I, this was I, a pick two. I can I can be surprised. This is not Panera. Things. It's not a these pick are, two. These are these are being surprised is not a mutually exclusive thing. You can't you can be more surprised at more than one thing at a time. But it's biggest surprise. The biggest is mutually exclusive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not if there are two things that are the largest. That could be joint biggest. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) You didn't play the game right. You both fail. You fail. Now, tell us what you failed at. Okay, well, so uh, Disco Elysium was uh, the first one I picked here, and that's because I... You didn't see this coming? You didn't pay attention to preview coverage. Um, no, the only preview coverage I remember for this game was when they changed the name of the game from the much more interesting No Truce with the Furies. Oh, to wow. Disco Elysium, which at the time I was like, well, that's a worse title. No, it's uh, a better title. <laughs> and then, um, uh, but I ended up... Uh, I maybe, maybe the surprise comes from the fact I don't think people expected this game to land as well as it did with the people who've played it. Mm. Uh, but if I guess if you want, like, uh, if you don't agree that this was surprising, uh, Remnant from the Ashes was a game that was announced, I think, like a month before it came out <laughs> um, and was pretty good, actually. It was like a multiplayer co-op-y Dark Soulsy shooter with uh, from Gunfire Games, the guys who did uh, Darksiders 3. It actually had really solid combat. Uh, the maps were kind of boring because they were randomly generated, but the uh, the way you went through the game was uh, you would seed a campaign at the beginning, and you would see, like, you, w- you would go through the like, general areas, but, like, dungeons or specific side quests would only appear, uh, like, in, in certain games. So you couldn't see everything in one playthrough, mm-hmm. which meant that you could get unique... Um, loot that you wouldn't get otherwise like it's not like a borderlands 3 where everyone's just dropping loot it's more like dark souls where like specific enemies will drop this or you'll use like boss items to make new armor or new guns and stuff like that and uh i did i i had it beaten by the time it came out so i didn't really end up playing any of the multiplayer and i couldn't get any of my friends to play it with me but i was able to get through the game by myself pretty easily some of the bosses sucked but the game itself was really fun, and I uh, don't remember there being much preview coverage for that before it came out. So, all right, there you go, Remnant <laughs> from the Ashes. Anna Marie, you picked a surprise—a single surprise. Yeah, 
Cadence of Hyrule really surprised oh. me because I I wanted oh. to like Crypt of the Necrodancer, yeah. but I can't keep a rhythm worth shit. Yeah. And so then I was like, all right, but I hear Cadence of Hyrule has this mode where you don't have to stay on the beat. And I'm like, hell yeah. So I booted up the game and I tried to play it in rhythm mode. And I'm like, fuck, I'm terrible at this switch. Oh, this is much better. It's like playing a mystery dungeon game. I'm really good at this. Do, 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 win. I had a lot of fun with that game. Yeah. I should play it again. You should. Different character now. All right. So uh, what do we got left? Oh, Alex, you picked two. Yep. Yep. Uh, what's your soup? What's your sandwich? Uh, first one is Yokai Watch 3, mm-hmm. which technically I played in December last year, but it only came out in the North America in January. So. All right. Counts. Um, yeah, I'm counting it. But yeah, I've not played the Yokai Watch game before, though I have played like all the Inazuma 11 games that came out in English. So I wasn't really sure what to expect from Yokai Watch, but it was really fun. Good. And really silly as well. But, yeah, definitely in a fun way. It was a, a really, really enjoyable game for, like the, I think it's 25 hours or so. But, yeah, the combat system, combat system's decent. All the yokai are just amusing. Interesting. Especially- I think, to give him some credit, I think it's fair. Um, I think Wheels would probably have... Um, Given you uh, advise you play this or anybody, isn't that a wheels thing? Well, uh, wheels we'll, we'll likes it, but I think Matt was also like kind of putting them down well. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Pascal wants up. to build them up some. Oh, it's dangerous. Might get the wrong idea. And broken clocks right twice yeah. a day. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. I didn't say it this time, folks. Yeah. It wasn't me. All right. We're gonna move right along from that, uh, and and the the other one is uh, Greedfall, which I think we touched on earlier. Yeah. But it's Spider's actually finally managing to get it right properly because they've been they've released some stuff that's really bad and other stuff that's yeah decent enough. And this is probably the first game that's you could say is very good. Okay, that leads us to Josh. Yeah, I think the thing that surprised me the most was Disco Elysium, and mainly because I, I think I heard you and Anna talking about it whenever it was, like PAX, PAX. two years yeah. ago, like yeah. when you played it, mm-hmm. but I still hadn't heard much else about it leading up to its announcement, when it, or leading up to when it came out, and it just kind of seemed to surprisingly blow up, mm-hmm. and then I was kind of like skeptical that it could really be that good, and man, yeah, it really is, so... Definitely the biggest surprise for me this year. Cool. I'm glad to be right about a game ahead of time for once. Yay. Well, not for once. Well, all right. Anyway, that's stupid. I'll I'll shut up. Pascal, save me. What what was your biggest surprise? Yeah, um, A Knight's Quest is another game that I think, well, at least personally, I only heard about it uh, shortly before it came out. Um, and I believe it's a first-time developer, Sky9 Games, so that's probably the reason why I was most surprised. It's like a... Uh, I would liken it to a 3D Zelda, but with a pretty large world and um, executed fairly well. Uh, quite a bit of fun and a lot of variety, colorful, good animation. I mean, like, there's a, a pretty long list of positives 
The only thing I didn't personally care for was when I played it on the PC, it's not really the best game to play with a keyboard mouse setup. Um, but it's also out on consoles, so that's not really too big of an issue. Oh, very, I was pleasantly surprised. Mm-hmm. So what kind of game is this? I don't even know. Zelda? What, a, a Knight's Quest? Yeah, yeah it's um, yeah, kind of like a 3D Zelda-ish with a, like, like I said, like a large world. Uh, not quite like an open world, um, but you can go to quite a few places. What? So I think um, so, so the scope is is part of the reason I was I was surprised. You know, like first time developer, but like they were pretty ambitious with it and they managed to pull it off well. Cool. All right. And that brings us to Sam. I really like the Outer Worlds. I'm going to be an apologist for it. I'm not going to lie. There are elements of it that disappointed me in the sense that like some of the moral gray wasn't as strong as it could have been. Uh, given Obsidian's past efforts. But I really loved that cast of characters in the world. And I just, I could not stop playing it. Um, I think when it comes to writing a story and creating interesting characters, Obsidian's really good at it. Um, I don't necessarily think all the decision-making in the game was great, but I also kind of didn't care towards the end and just kind of had an overall good time with it. Um, I kind of hope maybe they'll put some DLC out for it, given there was a bunch of other planets in the games, like in the solar system. And it's like, well, clearly these were meant to be levels somewhere along the way. So I do hope they get a little bit more of an expansion. But otherwise, I, I was pleasantly surprised, given this is one of their first efforts in a while, completely on their own. Yeah, and I got to say... Oh, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Had you heard a lot of negative stuff about the game? Because yeah, you said you're an apologist. I am an apologist because most of my friends hate it. I've I've heard some pretty positive things. Uh, as so, have I. Yeah, it's one of those things where I have a lot of friends who um, they enjoyed the game, but they were just they were more mad about the moral gray of the game because if you compare it to something like Fallout New Vegas, where the moral gray is very crystal clear and it's very uncomfortable what your possibilities for dealing with a situation are, like yeah. Fallout New Vegas is fantastic for that, whereas I found sometimes with the Outer Worlds that some of the decision-making was a little... um, How do I describe it? Um, It wasn't always great. Like, it was one of those things where it's like, all the solutions kind of all sucked, and maybe that's the point, but also I think they could have tried harder here. Um, And that was one of the things I kind of encountered talking to other people. But I'll be honest, like, I kind of didn't mind that, you know the moral gray wasn't always spectacular in this game. Um, Because at the end of the day, you're playing with a bunch of great characters and there's so many interesting beats in the story that like, I guess for me, I just, I didn't mind so much. Um, But I think that's, you know, Obsidian kind of had a hard, a hard sell with this game in a lot of ways because it's, it is akin to Fallout New Vegas. And if you love Fallout New Vegas, you are going to make comparisons to, with the Outer Worlds very easily in a way that you won't with some of their other titles. Um, and yeah, like I found a lot of my friends who really liked Fallout New Vegas kind of struggled with Outer Worlds. And obviously I was the exact opposite. I was like, I like it just as much, if not more. Like, hmm, I don't know. I just really liked it. And I wish people like my friends would stop being stupid about it. How's that? Stop being stupid. <laughs> 
Okay. Also, Parvati is the cutest thing ever, and like she gets one of the best storylines in that game. Um, and it's worth it too if you do get the chance to play in the game more. Uh, finish her storyline. It's just it is the most delightful thing in the world, and it makes your heart so happy. Mm-hmm. Also, that's I think maybe the other thing is I think people were looking for a more dark and depressing game, and for the most part, Outer Worlds is pretty happy and upbeat, um, which I love. More games need to be happy and upbeat, but kind of weird. Yeah, I more agree. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I actually, my pick for this is also The Outer Worlds, because I honestly Yay! didn't expect anything good coming out of this, because, oh good, it's another um, Fallout-style game from the company, the only company that makes games as broken as Bethesda, Obsidian. And so <laughs> I, I just expected bad things. And then I got it, it was on Games Pass, so I didn't have to pay for it, well, at least not separately. And I, I downloaded it, I tried it, I'd heard some good things like, oh, it's like, it's like, uh, it, like the hype just built up to it. I'm like, there's no way, and there's no way. And then like the hype kept step, staying high from the people who got advanced access. I'm like, well, I'll give it a try. And like, oh, if this is what New Vegas is like, I need to go back and play New Vegas because I love the writing in this game. And that's my favorite part of it. It's like, it's not the gameplay or anything. I think it's kind of like, eh. but, uh, it's, it's just going around and talking to people and, and, min maxing my conversation abilities um and just be and talking to a dude who wears like the stupid mascot moon head and it's just so delightful um just hearing him be depressed about his life and his poor choices and <laughs> yeah. it, it everything about the game it just makes me smile the whole time i'm playing it so and the stupid Absolutely. corporate jokes never get old for me and i don't know why but i love it no, no. <laughs> and that's it like and parts of the game later on with the corporate shilling just get better and better. They really do. Um, one thing I will take from what you said, Chris, though, is just that this is a game where you can really go through most of it just using dialogue if you really wanted to. Yeah. And that really impressed the hell out of me is I could get through situations without having to use combat as a means of dealing with problems. Uh, this game actually encourages you to do that, which I like more. Because yep. um, in Fallout New Vegas, there was a lot more situations where it's like, I really can't talk my way out of this, so I'm going to have to blow people up. Whereas this game is encouraging you to really put points into your dialogue skills. And given how it's all broken down, it's it's really easy to do that. And I, I mean, because so all your dialogue points also that. work for, as combat points. So when you do That's meet right. enemies between areas, you have combat skills, even if you've specced for, for, for yeah. talking. So. And that's it. Like, war games need to let you talk your way out of shit. I agree. It's a happy game. Speaking of that, we should play Disco Elysium probably. Yes, we should. <laughs> that's what that game is. <laughs> Talking no combat. <laughs> and if you oh, and if you min max, you get punished for it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, um, since two people said Disco Elysium and two people said The Outer Worlds. I'm um, going to vote for Disco Elysium. Oh, shoot. You didn't you even play Chris. it. You didn't play it, Anna. I've played it a couple times at PAXs. Every time we've gone to a show, you've that been like, you have to play this game, and I play it. And I'm did, like, this is yeah. cool. I and I'll play it when it comes that. out. Uh, and especially if it comes out on the Switch. Yeah, but it came out. It didn't come out on Switch, and you didn't play it. I'm still liar. hoping for dirty, a console dirty liar. port. Yeah, they'll probably do it. Uh, PS4 and Xbox One. I was gonna say, yeah, uh, that seems more likely than Switch. Well, because I don't know, I haven't heard about Switch. The text is so small. 
Not everybody plays in handheld mode. All right, that's fair. But you're one of the people who do, does play in handheld mode. So that doesn't really help you. <laughs> it's like, wait a second, Anna. You're the one. <laughs> okay. So with that decided, we are in for the main category of the show. That's right. It's the Sam Wachter Best Sex Award. Woo! I'd make the best awards. That's right. That's um, what we've gotten out of this conversation. So, of course, first we're going to go to Pascal and hear his pick. <laughs> Why is that of course? Because uh, it's the Sam Walker Award, and I said, didn't go to Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Never so, goes to me. No, because obviously because you're so obsessed with sex, it's all you talk yep. about all the time on the show. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's why. So it occurs to me that um, after I nominated, I probably shouldn't have picked this for best sex because it's it's really um... <laughs> no. This is definitely the best. <laughs> So um, this is a uh, oh this is bad. This will get you landed <laughs> no. in jail. Is what it what this is. Um, so this is from uh, what's uh, Legend of Brave Yamada, which was a mobile game that came to Switch, and if it went anywhere else, I don't remember. Um, sounds like but, it shouldn't uh, go the, anywhere else. Uh, sex, hmm? Sounds like it shouldn't come out anywhere else. This mm. sounds bad. So the sex part comes in that he uh, Yamada is a mm, I don't know thirty something year old game developer who gets fired and so then he uh, lives in his apartment and stays in his apartment at all times and he has a crush on the I believe 16 year old neighbor girl okay. <laughs> is yeah. that legal oh this is already could getting good yeah yeah, yeah. Oh. she could be 15 no, so don't quote not, me on that legal. but I'm not sure if that's not any better legal. abort yep. uh, abort uh, abort <laughs> so he wants to um, impress her and date her and no. and Area. You have so, to do this uh, in the game because that's bad. Well, that's your goal. I mean, no. that's literally what you're trying you... to accomplish. Um, everything he does is in in service to become more uh, more likely for her to fall in love with. Um, okay. So, luckily, at least there's no actual um, uh, sexual uh, things going on. It's um, all but, in his head. But ev- no, well. It, she is real, and they do interact. I, I, okay, I don't know, but every um, every level ends with him um, daydreaming, um, making out with her a little bit. Ew. A little. It's it's slightly more tasteful in the game than I'm describing it. It's it's a little bit of like kissy kissy faces and hearts, but think about what's behind that, and that's why I nominated it for the best <laughs> sex award. So, so, so they, I so void they... your choice. <laughs> That is gross. It is voided. It is gross. It is not the best sex. The whole point of the best sex award is you get to make out with someone, and it's great. There's nothing great about this. You did not this. understand the point of this award. I really didn't. I really didn't. So do they not have the idea factory way of fixing this, of just having the big <laughs> warning that starts every single time you start the game, that like all these girls are actually over the age of 18. Seriously, we don't care if they look like they're 12. They're totally 18. Mm. So no. I'm wondering, is, is, um, is the age of consent different in, in Japan? <laughs> yes. Age of consent in Japan. Yeah. yeah. 13. So, yep. So, uh, well, I guess we can lower that from illegal to just creepy then. <laughs> well, here it's illegal. Yeah. So that wasn't, yeah. And uh, interestingly enough, in, in the localization process, that was the, her age was not adjusted. <laughs> well, because I think 16 is legal, right? Or is it? 
Well, I mean, but here. 18. I don't know. Like said, I meant here. Consent in the U.S. are 12, 14, or 16, depending on state. Where the hell? No, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. What about where Pascal lives? Um, which is... Where <laughs> <you live? laughs> Give us your address. Let's figure out your age of consent. Let's dox you right now. After this conversation, no, I don't want to no, be associated with nope. any personal details with this anymore. Uh-huh. That's probably for the best. <laughs> All right. Anna, Anna. Move on, move on. Anna. All right, should I talk Anna about... No better. <laughs> All right, so I should I talk it. about my animals who couldn't what? stop having sex in Dragon Quest Builders 2? Uh, or should I talk about, like, the ridiculousness uh, of all of the mini-games in Omega Labyrinth Life? I'm so confused. <laughs> Do you have a preference, Sam, since this is your award? Like the best sex. Like, no. <laughs> I swear, every time I went to sleep in Dragon Quest Builders 2, I woke up and there was more animals. Great. I guess that's sort of the best sex. Seems like good so sex. Bad. I got to have more no, animals. You're not involved with it, though, and that's good. <laughs> you don't need to be. That's the best part. No. Semi-acceptable, then. What about this Omega Labyrinth, which he said knowing that he was going to regret saying it. <laughs> All right. So oh. in, when you go dungeon crawling in Omega Labyrinth Life, you discover you, you find un, undiscoverable items. And so in order to discover what the items are, you have to do a mini game. And so you put the item, which is in a little silver bullet between the girl's breasts. No. And then you bounce her breasts up and down, no. rubbing against the silver casing. And no. it grows until it explodes out the top and the item is identified. Oh, my God. That's. Not that sucks. No. That is no, 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 <laughs> And also not sucks. Sounds sex. like it is. No. No, that one does not count, Anna. I'm sorry. How about the nectar <laughs> it's gathering? Dumb, so it doesn't count. I love that. This, That's my this, favorite part. Just the Steam's there's, description of Omega Labyrinth Life is awful, and I hate it. There's well, there's another mini game for your consideration. It's nectar gathering. All right, so the girl lies down on the grass, and you touch her in all the spots that she likes until she shrieks, and there's a big sploosh of liquids onto the screen, and then you gather nectar from that. <laughs> what? What is this game rated? <laughs> Why? I just L for lecherous. What's it actually Josh, rated? Get a review M. ready. <laughs> Josh is already working on the review. Are you sure this isn't mariage? I'm so confused. You you have sex in mariage, but it's all black screen. Mm. Yeah, it's all very fade to black. It's very boring. Well, there, there's plenty of uh, naughty uh, mini games before you get to that. But are they as interesting as Omega Labyrinth Lives? Uh, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Our choices are definitely not boring, that's for sure. <laughs> Sam, save us. You're all wrong. Your answers are terrible. And neither of you get to win this award. So I the correct agree. answer is Dorothea from Fire Emblem Three Houses. Because it sounds like everyone I talked to also had sex with Dorothea. It's not true. I didn't. You don't count, Chris. It's no, fine. no, no, no. Here's the, my favorite part is everybody that I know that shacked up with Dorothea played female Byleth. That's yeah, right. That is correct. I did. <laughs> so the winner of this category is Dorothea with female Byleth only. Yes. I can accept that. Next category. And let's be honest, if any of you say having sex with Bernadetta is the right answer... 
Ooh. You're all fire. That's Ooh. really gross, and you should be ashamed of yourself. No. No, it's not as bad as shacking up with your younger sister in uh, Fire Emblem Fates. That is equally bad. <laughs> and I'm just pointing out. Okay. I just love how they like skirt the matter of that entirely just by going, oh yeah, it turns out we're not biologically related. Yay! Let's have sex. <laughs> Everyone's happy. Everyone's happy. It's all great. But yeah, Bernadette is the wrong choice. Petra is a semi-acceptable answer if that is who you had sex with, Chris. Nope, nope, Bernadetta. It was Bernadetta. Chris yeah, felt the fine. burn. No, I fell to the burn. I had to show her what it meant to be free. Oh, gross. What? She's a child. She's not a child. She is the childest of children. She is no. not. She's not a child. She's just developmentally challenged. You need to lead her into being an adult. That sounds it does. It sounded good right. in my head, and now it sounds really bad outside of my head. Why are you calling me, Chris? Because you groomed Bernadetta. Oh, that's, that's what I did, awesome. didn't I? No, I I let her I led her through her anxieties. No, 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 no. You groomed Bernadetta. I saved her from herself. No, All right. Didn't. So to reiterate, the winner of this category is Dorothea shacking up with female Byla. And the loser <laughs> is Chris saying it sounded good in my head. Oh, no. I like this. All right. We're going to move on to the best story of the year. <laughs> Open up. Chris Hansen. <laughs> <laughs> Chris meet Chris. How about she's not a child, she's just developmentally challenged. I don't know. <laughs> it's just, oh, no. Leader, no, it's... no, no, no. <laughs> We're not going down this road. Get RP Gamer official mugs with those quotes on it. <laughs> <laughs> and Chris's mugshot. <laughs> RP Gamer official mugshot. All right, Zach, sell us on why Disco Elysium has the best story. I mean, okay. you've pretty much already done that in all the other categories, but uh, do you have anything else to add at this time? Uh, it, I guess if I just had to reiterate quickly, it's the story is kind of about solving a, a murder, but it's also kind of about becoming a better person, but uh, it can also be about becoming a worse person because if that's the way you want to role play it, that's kind of the way the game plays out. Uh, but it is a the stories of all the characters you interact with and like the sense of place and purpose that is that is just in the entirety of the game is some of the most engaging stuff I've like encountered in an RPG in I the comparisons to Planescape Torment are earned I think is uh, probably the best thing I, the best final word you can say about it did you play Torment Tides of Numenera? I, I played about an uh, hour or two of it. So this does Planescape better than Torment does. Yeah, I, Yes, okay. it does. <laughs> okay, good to know. Yeah. Okay. Alex, best story. Yep. How do you argue Shelly this Bangers. one without spoiling it? <laughs> uh, Was that... How do you argue this without spoiling it? Yeah, with great difficulty. That's the problem with this category is we don't we don't tend to do spoilers during our story awards, and like I feel like you have to to do story to to convince people of your position. But all right, so this was a good story. <laughs> I don't know what to ask you. Let's see. Well, yeah, I mean, it's I think it's easily the best story in Final Fantasy fourteen so far. It's 
way better than Stormblood. Well, everything is, but... Oh, yeah. But, yeah, it's way better than Stormblood. It's way better than when we born. It's, def- it's best as well than Heaven's War, which is probably, I think, the second best. Mm-hmm. So far, but I mean, even as Final Fantasy stories goes, I think this is probably right up there with the best of the best of those. So uh, some of the, some of the stuff it does is just simply how how well the story's written, and but but a lot of it's how well it makes the actual player character feel much more involved in in the actual story than the previous expansions did. I mean, it feels like you are more the main character than the other ones where you were sort of just doing the stuff while other people for other people's goals this one's your very much past fit but it's also got a great cast you've got um yeah actually if i say his name then it probably doesn't matter because most people before that point won't know it but you've got emmett emmett selch yeah as being sort of a, a, a massive surprise, part of the surprise, really... Emmett Selch. <laughs> yep. But yeah, he's really helped drive the, drive this this story. And all, all all the reveals and stuff are brilliant in it. So yeah. I, so many I can't think of anything I disliked about it. Are they done? Can they go anywhere from this? Oh, they can go, and they've got loads of places they can okay. go in it's one of the things i was worried about when they started showing some of the story trailers like wait if they answer these questions there won't be anything left <laughs> no there, there are many many questions all right and yeah this adds more questions to it at the end as well so awesome <laughs> yeah we, we got a load to go well uh that leads us to trails of cold steel 3 because that hasn't come up at all. No, not at all. <clears throat> um, you know, like for the story in that game, like I love Trails. I love it's it's just like the only series out there that has maybe the ambition, maybe the stupidity to try and string together a continuous story across now what like eight games, and to do it and to do it well. I think that part of the, part of what I like about Trails of Cold Steel Three most especially is not only the way it ties the events that have happened in the earlier games into what's going on in, in uh, currently in Erebonia, but also the way that Reen, the main character from the first two games kind of gets yet more development. There's a lot more to him going on in this game than I I think in the first two games. And it's kind of like an interesting decision in this game. Trails of Cold Steel three kind of like jumps forward like a little over a year from the end of Trails of Cold Steel 2. And a lot of crap goes down in between those two, you know, in between those two events. And Reen is really kind of going through some stuff from what happened. And it was just really, uh, I appreciated that they were actually making some real character development with him in this game. Cool. I can't speak to it at all, having not played any trails. So, um, yeah. Anyone who has want to say anything else? Want to justify this? Prove it? No, nobody. Okay. <laughs> Sam, how does the how does the game with the worst detective work have the best story? Detective gameplay, Chris. Uh-huh. The gameplay part is bad. 
Okay. The actual story is really good. Mm -hmm. Hamura, again, we talked about Hamura, and Hamura is one of the best elements for this game in particular. Like, he's kind of the game's biggest foil, which is what I like about him. And the game does a really good job of constantly keeping you guessing as to, like, who is really, like, the serial killer in charge of these murders. Because um, it's it's about a serial killer, right? Um, what I like about Judgment's story is that Yagami, again, he's a sweetheart. He wants to do right in the world. And he's a very compelling character to follow. Um, as you're kind of, like, seeing his relationship amongst the uh, Matsugane family, as well as his relationship to the former law firm that he worked at, you get a sense that Yagami feels as though like he has failed a lot of people in his life and becoming a detective is his chance to sort of atone for his failures. Um, the game really gives a lot of, it brought, provides a really good discussion about what it means to find your second calling in life. And yeah, I just, I really love the story in this game. And when you get to the end game, when you find out who the actual serial killer is. Unfortunately, it's a little obvious, <laughs> which made me really sad. But I also, I was okay with that, and I really liked the way that they did it. So, play Judgment! Get to the ending. It's great. Good storytelling. Kaito's adorable. Hmm. Date all the girls. Date all the girls, huh? That's my answer to everything. Oh, well, all right, fair enough. <laughs> Anna, do you want to go date all the girls in Judgment? No. No? You don't sound sure. Sam, convince her. Eh. Eh. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. None of, them, none of them are Dorothea, so... Oh, that's true. It's a very high bar. Very high bar. All right, we have to pick a winner. Oh, gosh. None of them, um, because we couldn't decide. Well, and here, here's where we start to run into problems, because Alex reviewed both Shadowbringers and Trails of Cold Steel 3 and gave both games 5 out of 5. What did you give each for story? Um, five. <laughs> so, the answer is Judgment, because it got 4.5 from... Was it 4 yeah. or 4.5, Joshua? Uh, overall, it was 4. I thought the story got there 5. Go. So there we go. <laughs> Only we'll one of those. Judgment. Only one of those doesn't appear in the top three for best story award. Which one? On the site rankings. Is. <laughs> yeah, Which one judgment. doesn't appear? It's judgment. judgment. So judgment <laughs> shouldn't win. It should win by default. Since it's by win being the, the least good story, it should win. <laughs> yes, because the other no. ones appear in our actual game of the year. No, well, this one's a pity award, so we can win this one. It's not, it's, it's not a pity award. It's a best story award. This is no, no, RPGs. No, no, no. I agree with Alex. It's a pity award. I'll take it. No, right. it's not Winner, true. Winner, judgment. What, what, what's going on here? <laughs> All right. Now we what move on to show? this. Hey, this is right. a great category because you all of these are losers. <laughs> all right, guys. We got to talk about the biggest bonehead move of 2019. This Giving judgment the, the best story. <laughs> Hang on, I'll add that to the list, Chris. Giving then remove it. Judge, judgment, <laughs> best story. Denied. All right, there you go. All right, what were the dumbest things this year, either in an RPG, from the industry, or from the press? Did we do anything really boneheaded this year, guys? I'm sure. Uh, I like the, my answer. 
Every industry move is a boneheaded move. Ergo, industry <laughs> moves no, are doesn't, stupid. No, you have to pick. Sam is so cynical. You have to pick. I do require you to pick. In the press, there's the occasional like review um, site doing a yeah, did like, anyone steal uh, Did anyone steal our Here, reviews this year? I, I Oddly, really I think we were theft-free in 2019. For once. For once. I can give you a real answer if you want. Yeah, no yes. one even stole our reviews for Amazon this I year. Want I'm just real, impressed. I want a real answer. I can give you a real answer. Real answer. Here's a great boneheaded move. GameStop firing half of the Game Informer staff. Oh, that was dumb. That was pretty dumb. It was pretty dumb, given that Yeah, now, they should have fired them all, because know, magazines are dead. Well, but most of their stuff is online. That's coming, but it's one of those things where not only they cut the Game Informer staff in half, then they're like, by the way, we're going to close a bunch of stores on top of that. But let's be honest, like it's not a big deal, guys. And that's how they were phrasing things, and it was inexcusable. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm proud of all the people that I know who work at Game Informer who happily have gotten other employment, but that still never should have happened to them the way that it did because it was really shady it was the way that they did it. terribly handled. They did it while they were out on assignment. Well, exactly. While they're all out on assignment and you have the audacity to just be like, it was over way, the holidays, wasn't it? Some... Yes, it was. That's bad. They were on vacation. Some were on vacation. I thought it was like while some were at like Gamescom, well, right? It was when they were at Gamescom. And that, that's what makes it inexcusable. I mean, yeah, they I fired know... people where they were in literally out of the country on assignment. Yeah, yep. That's trash. That's it is trash, trash. And it makes you show it just shows that, again, there's this idea of expendability. And yet these people are out on assignment. They're doing reports. And by the way, they come back and are told you don't have a job anymore. Fuck you, GameStop. And this is why I don't support you. Um, but proud, proud of everybody for getting new employment because nearly all of them did, or they're creating better content than they ever could with Game Informer. So, good on that. Fuck you, GameStop. <laughs> there you go. We were all think, fired at the I beginning of this picked, podcast. I think I picked the winner. <laughs> all right, we should at least give other people the <laughs> their chance to vent about dumbass things that the industry has done this year. Pascal. There are some really good ones. <laughs> I just think yeah, I think this category category could just be called the Bethesda Award. Yeah. <laughs> That's all. What did and they do? Tell people what Zach. they did, Pascal. Oh gosh, you want me to go into oh, details? Yeah. I don't know if I can. Fallout first. Yeah. Don't we have do we have like a year? Because that's about how long. So this is after it last year with the bags and all that stuff, right? Yeah, so this is I mean, I know Fallout seventy six is not a twenty nineteen game, but that there's been plenty of twenty nineteen stuff related to it this year. And Fallout First is the uh twenty nineteen. Yeah, so explain the twenty nineteen oh. stuff that happened. So let, let oh. let's fall out <laughs> first. So there's a so jump in to to explain more if I don't get it right. There's a subscription model now for Fallout 76 okay. that gives you certain bonuses, mm-hmm. such as a private. Well, so I'll put that in in quotation marks because I don't know how how well this actually works at this point. Uh, such as a private server and hmm, I think an unlimited item storage box or something along those lines, um, and probably a few other smaller things. Well, the servers weren't private, and the um, the storage boxes uh, destroyed some of the uh, the items Wait, that were what? put into them. They, for some the players. storage boxes ate your items. 
Yeah. yeah. So I guess it, yeah. it was items, though. It was, um, it was like building metal. materials, I think. Yeah, it was scrap metal. And for that, as well as whatever like other measly smaller rewards you got, um, you you pay a monthly subscription cost, and in and I believe it's up to a hundred dollars for a year. So you, now you're paying for Bethesda jank on a subscription basis, and oh, all of that, yeah. um, all of that, despite the fact that the the update that brings NPCs back into the no NPC game has been delayed. So now the so the game hasn't you know as far to my knowledge been substantially improved at all. And you're they're asking subscription money for it, and then offering a broken, uh, broken awards for your what money. Even is it's the Bethesda. I'm scared award. to ask, Pascal. Besides that garbage, did they do anything else? Oh gosh, I'm sure. Um, just just put a, a link to Jim Sterling's YouTube channel here. <laughs> I, I can't even. I, I don't even know it all to go into. I, I will just say as like a as like a piggybacking off this, the uh, the Fallout First, which is a terrible name by the way, I hate it. Uh, the, um, Should have called it Fallout Fix. Subscribe to get the bug <laughs> fixes for our game. Yeah, but um, it. I think it was meant to be called that, but they misspelled it. <laughs> <Oops>. <laughs> we deleted all your items. Sorry. Well, the um the uh, they inadvertently created a class system in fallout what? oh because, right because so like because a, a, a big aspect of the game is building stuff right and so having more scrap metal allows you to build things better and uh, outside of the fact that it ate your scrap metal initially people who paid for the subscription service just had better things than everyone else oh. and could basically you know like bully and like like abuse people around the game and Bethesda inadvertently creating a a class system in their video game, which I don't think they intended. Maybe they did. Maybe maybe that was a thing they were. Maybe that was a thing they were going for. I just think so. That's... It's literally pay to win now. Um, uh, reading reading from a Kotaku article writing about it, this isn't an insurmountable advantage. A player noted on Reddit, but it is the first step on a slippery slope. If okay. subscriptions don't sell well. As is, what stops the introduction of an exclusive and superior weapons and armors? All right, so, so that's, right that's now, a little fud there, but yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh. But yeah. Boy. Okay, so Bethesda is, okay. Man, these just keep getting worse. All right, Anna. Mm-hmm. Why does E3... <laughs> why does anybody... Why does E3 still exist after what they... Oh, God, I don't know, but... Why was there um, a a link that said, get more info, and on that page had a link to download everybody's info who went to E3? Yeah, so um, the the media list of, like, 5,000 names or whatever it was this year um, was just a straight-up spreadsheet, and so it actually went up in 2018 or at the start of 2019. And so they got someone alerted E3 to the fact that it was just a random clickable link that required no password. And in theory, it was supposed to be behind something that was passworded in the ESA section. But if you knew how to get directly to that page, anybody could go there. So they unlinked it, but didn't actually remove the file. So the file sat there. 
And then um, the file got downloaded and spread around uh, some websites that I don't want to really discuss. And so this all, and then um, the, 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 the list hit very wide circulation after E3, a bunch of reporters got called and um, had like food delivered, crap, creepy food delivered to them and stuff. And a bunch of people had to change their um, phone numbers. They could have gotten free food. Yeah, sorry. Oh, that, that would have been cool. You didn't go to E3 that year, and I'm an exhibitor. No, you said it was 2018. I did go that no, year. No, 2019. Oh, okay. Well, and then it turns out that they've been leaking lists. Turns out they did put on the other years up. Up Yay! to 16 years ago. So 2003 onwards, intermittently. Yay! So, I don't know. I guess the one has my address in Manitoba now. Why in the world is there no GDPR lawsuit over this is what I don't so understand. I have some friends in Europe that are pursuing it, but they haven't filed yet. Okay. But it sounds like Blame there is going for. to be some European journalists that are putting together a lawsuit about this. So well, I did get a letter. You got a letter? I got, I got letter an email. Week. What was your letter about? Oh, I got something in the mail this week um, from Bulgaria, from a, um, from a, I, I guess a game studio in Bulgaria. And so, before I even open it, first thing that crosses my mind is, oh, that's from the E3 list. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it was. I don't know. I don't remember ever meeting anybody from that game studio. So, oh, so I really it wasn't about the leak. This letter, they just no, no, no. This okay. was a no. Th- so it ended up being a, a Christmas card. Oh, okay. <laughs> a little bit delayed because of the distance. All right. I don't mind getting a Christmas card. I get Christmas cards, but that's because I actually sign up to have my address in certain companies' databases. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Iffy. Love the nice card. Nice if you sign up, isn't it? Yeah. I miss when, when Atlas don't. used to give out Christmas cards. Their Christmas cards were the best. Mm. All right, Zach, how about you? Oh, uh, I mean, this is uh, this is reiterating another thing, but, you know, back in October, uh, Blizzard banned the... Uh, the uh, Hearthstone champion uh, goes by the name of Blitzchung for saying yep. free Hong Kong on a stream. And then he got uh, he got banned and the two people he was talking to got banned. They because didn't they didn't appropriately shut down the conversation. Right. Yeah. And uh-huh. uh, this is uh, I, I mean, like, there's not much more to be said outside of it's a giant corporation kowtowing to a. uh to a pretty like uh, dic- like dictatorial like regime and Blizzard you know. still hasn't adequately answered what the hell was going on with this one. They gave like this no. milk toast response at um uh, BlizzCon? at BlizzCon, BlizzCon. And, like... and, they, and they reduced the um and they reduced like the the chung got I I think he's still banned, but he got the money or the other way around. He I got can't the find money. Right now, but... They give him his money and they reduce the ban to like six months or something. Instead of a year. And nothing yeah, about the like casters this... being hired back or anything that I know. No, of, so... yeah. And it's I... and it's just yeah, like it's it's just it is a giant corporation bending over for uh, a government that doesn't treat its people the best and <laughs> because hey, they're a big market and we want China money. So not much more to be said than that. Delightful. Thanks, Blizzard. Okay. But the guy, the apology, and this this same thing could be said for um for Bethesda or like any of these corporations when they do their quote unquote apology to address the situation. These are like just insulting. Well again, they have to shill an apology and make it look like we're terribly, terribly sorry. I mean, 
I'm not a big South Park fan, but I always think of that episode with the, uh, British, the British Petroleum, <laughs> sorry, right? Yeah. We're, we're sorry. We're, we're just sorry. We're so sorry. And that's that's the bullshit we're getting. And time and time again, we let them get away with this. And they're going to keep doing that as long as people allow yeah, that. They'll, they'll get away with it again, too. So. Yeah. I, it, yeah. The, the danger of a lot of what we're seeing is just it's the China money. When you think about it, it's Tencent is going to take over every single thing. And when people start to realize what a bad thing that is, because you're essentially giving money to the Chinese government, you can't back out of that that easily. So it's a buyer beware and a, you know, think, think about what you're doing, really. We, we, we've had this discussion actually a lot in our house because it's just one of those frustrating things where Blitz Chung said, should have never been banned. He should have been allowed to say what he needed to say. And there's there was nothing wrong with what he was doing. But let's be honest. People get petrified over political statements like that. And logic is you should shut it down. But in reality, it's you should be empowering those people. And video games technically are forms of empowerment when they want to be. Statement stop. <laughs> All right. Whew. We got to pick a winner. Uh, Man, did did some... Josh want to say anything on Anthem? Nah, <laughs> nah. It's it's kind of it doesn't match up to the other terrible decisions. <laughs> boneheaded in its own way, hey, but not that boneheaded. Anthem, but, but the season the two Dylan or whatever, is still video coming. Games. Yeah, totally. They've got Anthem the Redux. Like the I didn't Bob think... Dylan of video games. I just <laughs> does that even yeah. mean? All right, it doesn't mean anything. What's our winner? Um, they're uh, all bad. E three, honestly, Man. I feel like E three should win. E three directly affected the most people. Yeah. yeah. GameStop yeah. is really terrible, though. The, the, thing the, the Hong Kong thing, thing is kind of just terribly. here's um, the thing: GameStop's gonna GameStop's gonna go out of business. True. true. Blizzard yes. and E3 might both get away with this stuff. Yeah, and uh, E3 is okay. the worst well, we'll, thing to get away from. We'll see what happens with, to the ESA, but Blizzard is going to keep on trucking. Well, Blizzard's going to keep on trucking until once again they pigeonhole themselves, and they yeah. will. It's going to happen again. Yeah. Guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Again, as long as everybody wants to build into the Chinese market, you're going to see more and more of this. Yeah. And in that regard, I'd actually argue Zax is actually the worst of all these things because it's a impending doom that's coming. Yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of lean towards Sam Sam's thoughts and the Hong Kong mess is like the winner or the loser. I don't know. Is this category get a winner or just a loser? I say, no, we've done that too often in this show, therefore we need a winner. <laughs> no, 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 I didn't mean they're all losers. I meant there can be only losers in the category. That, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, that yeah. is the right But we thing. have to pick one. So you all feel it's China? Yeah, Hong uh, Kong. Hong yeah. Kong? Blizzard. Well, Blizzard's, Blizzard's Blizzard. response and actions regarding... I feel regarding like it's E3, Hong but okay. I think I'm out. I'm, I think I'm outvoted. Let's go with uh, Blizzard. We're so sorry. We're so sorry. 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 I mean, I think the reason that we don't vote for E3 is because none of us were doxxed. 
I think if we at all, I think if any of us There's had been real specifically, homes. Yeah, yeah, I have friends that moved. Yeah, like I said, no, it, it, the E3 leak directly affects the most people. It's the, the Hong Kong one is yeah. more of like an ideological one. Well, and, sure. but Blizzard's involvement may, may not affect that many people, but the, it's indicative of the, you know, what's happened, the human rights violations in China. That's, that's, right. that's oh, for sure. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, but that's, 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 that's why I said that's not new, guys. Yeah. That's not Again, new. We have yeah. an impending doom in the industry yeah. that's coming. And yeah, it's called I, crunch time. Oh, but that wasn't on this list, oh, but probably but should have been. Fair, fair yeah. enough. <laughs> no, that'll be for when... next year because the cyberpunk stuff just broke this year, right? right. So, I mean, that's pretty bad when, when that crunch time is the, the, the lesser of the stories, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, Red Dead Redemption 2 came out last year. Oh, well, that's so... a good point, yeah. Okay. Two years ago, guys, unless you're referring to the PC port. Oh, that's a good point. Too. Oh, yeah, fair enough, two years ago. Yeah, but yes... It, yeah, More good points. you know what I meant. Everyone has good points. Pocket. The winner is good points. All right, so moving on. <laughs> the Everyone Else is Wrong Award, the RPG that you can't believe people like or dislike. Also, most reviewed game in hopes you'd believe us and buy it, a.k.a. the Wheels Award, right? Is it Mike, is it Mike no, Lass? we already have an award dedicated to Wheels. I thought this was, yeah, this is the Everyone Else's This is the Wheels Award. This, this isn't the Wheels Talk Me Into Playing It. That's the you were wrong for listening to Wheels. This is the Wheels was wrong about this. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm still confused. All right. But should I talk about Mary Skelter 2? Apparently there's only one nominee, so you Mary got Skelter it. Mary Skelter 2! What's wrong with Wheels this? Wheels still loses. No, yeah. it's I can't believe people dislike this. Yeah, that's right. Okay, that that qualifies. All right. Um, It's really good. It's a dungeon crawler. The problem that I have with it is it has nightmares, and the nightmares chase you, and that's very annoying. But... Even despite the nightmares, the I nightmares still have a lot of fun monsters? doing dungeon crawlers. Yeah. Have you ever thought about playing Resident Evil 2, Anna? Mm, ew. <laughs> I'd, and that's the thing that makes Mary Skelter 2 interesting to me. Is I don't like scary games. I don't like really gross games, but I like Mary Skelter. You should play Mary Skelter if you like a dungeon crawler. Done. Okay. There you go. Anyone want to nominate anything? Are we good with this category being Mary Skelter we 2? Good. We're good. Sounds good. That means everyone's tired. Let's. You win, Anna. <laughs> <laughs> best rpg to appear in december um this i can probably actually read you the list of things that came out in december and so people have a good sense of what the competition is here oh yeah it's small all right we have dungeons and dragons neverwinter night a port uh oh wait is this organized okay uh which is a port uh saga scarlet grace ambitions hero land phoenix point Everreach, project eden Paranoia, Happiness is Mandatory, Darksiders Genesis, Star Ocean First Departure R, which was a port, as was Ashen, Virgo versus the Zodiac, and finally, the most Decemberist of RPGs, Cthulhu Saves Christmas. And we have three people that wanted to weigh in on three of those games. All right. What did you pick, Anna? Hero Land. Yeah, you liked Hero Land. Yeah, so it was a it was a kind of an impulse buy, um, but I was on a different podcast that I normally am not on, and it was the game that we were going to be discussing. And I'm like, well, it kind of looks interesting. I'll pick it up, and I ended up getting really into it. And I finished it, and I reviewed it. Well, okay, that's it's good. That's how games work. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, what's it like? Why should people want it? Um. <laughs> It's um so you play Show that thing. You play as um the so Hero Land is an amusement park like Disneyland. 
And so you're doing, you are a tour guide and you're doing tours for people, some of which think that this is a real thing and you're going into real dungeons because they're a little dense. Mm. Uh, but the idea is, is you are reenacting the many adventures that the king went on in order to take down the Dirk Lord. Okay. And so now you are one of the people that you're guiding on these tours is the king's son, who was previously the crown prince, but now he's 18th in line, and it's based on when people were born. Um, and so the, the 17th in line is a dog. What? The, the king says it was a weird period in his time, and you weird time in his his life and you well, probably best, shouldn't ask best sex award <laughs> oh damn i totally forgot about that <laughs> oh boy um but yeah you see you have a party of four you go in um because you're a tour guide and not actually part of the party they kind of act on their own in the same way that like criminal girls did and so but you can like jump in every 10 seconds or so and like give a real specific command or give a general command and the story is really cute the gameplay is very repetitive um so it's hard to unilaterally recommend but as long as you're patient it's a really good game and the localization is extremely good yeah i was reading some of those lines they were pretty good and like all the NPCs are named after programming languages mostly. Yeah, which is so also weird. yeah, so there's <laughs> Python and Apple and C plus and the there's a bunch of computer jokes. Logos and yeah. What Mara or something like that? I don't remember. Yeah. yeah. It's good. Cool. And then we have Alex with Virgo versus his Yeah. yeah. What, the, what was that one like again? Refresh your mind. Refresh your mind. That was sort of uh, retro sort of pixel art graphics and uh, turn-based combat system with some real-time button presses. On it. But it's, best, it's basically got a really... It's a really well-written game. It's got sort of a lot of craziness in, in sort of the story, which basically sees you playing a sort, sort of mixture of protagonist and antagonist as you're sort of trying to defeat all the other people to bring back the golden age so you're sort of going for your goals but it goes basically against the goals of most of the other characters in the game mm -hmm. so, you're sort of, so you're semi playing as a bad guy but it does a really good job making it all sort of morally ambiguous so that all the writing there's a lot of really funny writing in it it's a very interesting story. There's lots of neat little, there's lots of neat ideas as well in the gameplay. So there's things like the, um, there's, th there's sort of attributes based on all the um, Zodiac attributes and they, they get used in the game and sort of affect how the combat system works, all the stats and so forth. So there's, yeah, lots of really neat ideas and it. it's def well worth checking out. Alrighty. And then finally, Sam. I think Star Ocean First Departure R. Oh. Um, I mean, Star Ocean came out in 1996. So this is a very. Um, little classic game, game here. Yeah. It's a classic here. You know what? I love the original Star Ocean, um, and I love uh, the second one as well. Um, I got this as a Christmas present from a, a bunch of friends who knew how much I love Star Ocean, and I've been replaying it, and there are parts of it that definitely don't age well, 
but I'm still having a really good time playing it. Um, I, I love how challenging it is. It's definitely one of those games where, yeah, you get to grind a little bit, but the characters are super cute. The story is really ridiculous and kind of silly, um, but the characters compel you to the silly, so it's fine. Um, I really liked it, and I hope that they do a uh, second Evo for PS4 and for Switch. I think that would be really awesome. All right. I have to ask, why did nobody pick Cthulhu Saves Christmas for a December game? I haven't played it yet. I Same. I QA'd it, so I probably should Anna has a character named after her in it. So well, and I worked can't. on it, so oh, I probably yeah, shouldn't, you yeah. know, pimp a game that I worked on. Yeah, all right. You didn't get paid for it, though. So that's something. Right. So it's actually named after you? Pause? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a character Pause. in a bunch of uh, Z-Boy games called Pause. No, no, it, it they totally named it after me. <laughs> Didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, RP Gamer was one of the first uh, websites that started covering Z-Boy's games. Yep. Then they got I big and they forgot about us. And then I all of a sudden they remembered us. <laughs> then they got big and never forgot about us. Well, no. I'm not really sure they got big. Well, I mean, the Penny Arcade stuff was big, and then all of a sudden they didn't have time for us so much anymore. But then, uh, um, they worked with us though all through yeah, their Penny Arcade right. stuff. We you're got right. interviews from you're them. Right. We got an interview. We, we did a lot with Z Boyd. Yeah, uh, I don't know why you're so bitter. I don't know why either. I want some scratch. I mean, I I reviewed the first game they ever put out, Breath of Death Seven. I remember yeah. that because Mac was like, "I got this weird game." Let's Do you want to try it? And it seems like it's short, so if it sucks, it's okay. Um, and I came back to him and I was like, there's some good bones here. And then he tried there's it. There's some like, good yeah. bones here. <laughs> and he was like, yep, there, there's definitely some good bones here. And then when they put out Cthulhu, like a lot of us got really on board with their games, for sure. I kind of like that this like that Cthulhu Saves Christmas is like a sequel. Mm-hmm. Prequel. Sorry, it is a prequel. You are correct. I have not played it yet, so I was like, is it a sequel? Or what is it? No, I'm it happens before. So okay. By the way, you get to meet Mac's favorite character. Aww. Yeah, they put a nice little thing in there for him. Aww, I can't wait. Aww. All, All right, right, so who's our winner? Uh, well, I mean, I vote Hero Land because the other two are... Cthulhu I didn't play any of Christmas these, so... None of them... Because, <laughs> because December, go, saves Christmas. Because December, yeah, 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 totally down with that. There we go. Right answer. Because why not? Because <laughs> December. All right. Biggest Thanks. letdown. I feel like we've done this one twice already. Yeah. So <laughs> let's skip it. Skip it. Skip. Let's kill it. Because everyone's just going to say Nelky again. All right. <laughs> That's the right response. All right. Inner, Nelky. Category right. gone. Let's Nelky. go into it. Let's get into it. <laughs> so Nelky has destroyed a category. Oh, my gosh. The destructive power. What is the best <laughs> overall RPG from 2019? And I'm uh, asking Fire people who've houses. actually played most of them. Yeah, All right. Fire Emblem Three Houses is so my vote as Anna well. Anna and Sam say Fire Emblem Three Houses. Why do you say that? Justify your position now. It's a great game. It's got fairly good pacing. The It's got good voice acting, good music, good gameplay. You can play it more than once. You can play it and get a different experience from other people. It's just really fun. Totally agree with what everything Anna said. 
Except for the part where everyone has bad hair in the time skip. But otherwise, great game. <laughs> this bad hair really bugs you. <laughs> Everybody gets a new hairdo, and not all of them are glow-ups. Most of them are pretty horrific. Let's look at Dimitri and Ferdinand, the worst two victims. <laughs> I'll right. have to find you those tweets, Chris, because let me tell you, yeah. my misery over bad hair. All right. It was a saga. Was it now? <laughs> Right. Zach, I think you're picking Disco Elysium, aren't you? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, so Disco Elysium, I don't know if it'll represent a sea change in how RPGs are made or how people view them or interact with them. But, uh, but between the way that like, uh, like how character creation works out, how like conflict resolution is resolved how reactive the game world is it 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 did for storytelling and like exploration and space in this like it it did for that what divinity 2 original like divinity original sin did for like interactive tactical turn-based combat uh it, it just really feels like it should open a lot of doors and i think you're going to see a lot of developers like 10 years from now saying like hey disco elysium is the game that got me into it like i wanted to get into game design because of this game or i i use disco elysium as a jumping off point for something else it is it is probably the closest game i've ever played to replicating the feel of a pen and paper rpg huh that's a good argument (laughs) all right (laughs) didn't expect that alex has has tried to cheat again yep (laughs) You're picking two. You can't pick two. We need to pick the best. If you can't pick the best, how are we supposed to pick the best? Well, okay. Well, Josh has already picked one one of the other ones, so I can just pick uh, Final Fantasy Shadowbringers. Oh, it's cheating. Yeah, right. it makes it harder. <laughs> now everything has one vote again. All right, so why is Final Fantasy XIV Shadowbringers... Well, I mean, we've put it in a few times beforehand, but you've got the combination of that incredible story. You've got the incredible music, all the world design areas, that stuff. But it's also, it's basically built up as well. All the combat stuff that they've changed works really well. So they've simplified some things and sort of added others in. All the encountered designs, so all the trials and things like that are just tremendous fun. And yeah, yeah I don't think there's a single one that annoys me in this one. Or the dungeons are great. Also introduced the trust system. Which is worth shouting where you finally get NPC characters joining your party, and that makes it even more friendly for solo players. Okay. Yeah, just hmm. many reasons. All right. Whew. Josh, can you justify Trails of Cold Steel Three? <clears throat> well, I'll try. I guess it. I guess it falls to me. Like uh, we we've talked a lot about the story and the characters and trails and how much how how great they are. I think the other thing I'll say and the thing that kind of gets forgotten about um, when you're talking about trails is I, I think that the combat is actually really good in the trail series and especially what they've done in Trails of Cold Steel Three, where it's got this balance between like traditional turn based. They have positioning matters a lot turn order and turn order manipulation matters quite a bit there's a lot of different parts going on it's not too difficult but there's still a lot of depth going on um they balance out 
they, they, you know, they've added in uh, mecha, you know, giant robots that you get to fight with. So that's always, you know, a huge plus. And I think that the game, despite Trails being an incredibly, you know, massive undertaking when you start playing those things, um, they do a really good job of balancing <clears throat> balancing the story versus combat. Even though it is a really incredibly slow burn, they've done a really good job of like making sure that okay, you spend a little bit of time doing story bits, you spend a little bit of time doing the combat, and it makes for a really well done balance between the two, so that you're not you're not stuck with just hours and hours of story or hours and hours of combat, like say something like maybe Persona Five had that problem but <laughs> neon falcom has done a really good job with it <sighs> all right now, now that didn't decide. help narrow down anything did it well i mean we have two people pick fire emblem and i could just vote for fire emblem and then say like that's done right i mean i'd be down with that but i'm very self-serving that's in that not way. very interesting like i feel like we should argue about this or we could just make a quick decision and move on so we can all I, I, leave. Like, uh, is this an issue? How many people have played multiple games on this list? Because I have only played Disco Elysium <laughs> on this list. I have played 14 and Fire Emblem. Only thing I haven't played is 14. That's the only thing same. I haven't played is Disco. Oh, yeah, man. For me, too. Disco is the only one I haven't played, and, so, and it's the one I would most want to play out of this list. Like, right now. <laughs> Right now. Like, I want to play them all, but right this second. Yeah. Honestly, I'm like, so excited for the DLC for Three Houses to come out next month because I was jonesing to play Fire Emblem Three Houses again anyways. But let me ask you something, Anna. How, you got through two playthroughs, right? Uh-huh. Did you start a third? No, because I wanted to wait for the DLC to come out. Well, but there was still two more storylines for you to go through. Right, but I figured the DLC would add more people, not more storylines. Oh, well, and also, remember, I'm the person that doesn't replay games. The yeah. fact that I turned around and almost immediately replayed this game tells me it's a really good game because I don't replay games. You don't, you don't even get the real ending in games. Right. Um, all right. So all right. who tried right. to can, play? Can I be yeah, the go negative ahead. person on yeah, Fire please. Emblem? Yeah. Which, which I'll, I'll couch by saying that I do really like the game, but I do think like the combat in Fire Emblem Three Houses was just like too easy for me. And, and I don't... It, just like they they missed the balance between having like just quite enough challenge and and it being too hard and that's a difficult balance for them to strike in fire emblem but i think they just missed the mark in three houses and that that was kind of a downer for me in that game as someone who played the hardest nails old games and as someone who plays the new games on easy casual i'm i'm totally fine with it being easy casual i think yeah. i don't know i i played it on hard and and uh and normal and it was so easy like easier than any fire emblem i can remember playing well why don't you try lunatic that's available now i hear that might take it a step too far but yeah. uh, maybe i don't know if you want a hard playthrough that option is there for you i, I guess i just want to play through where the options mean something yeah if that, that makes that's sense. where i am like and, I enjoy the story. I enjoy marrying off the character, you know, like seeing all the character interactions and that stuff. But the the combat this time just kind of left me. I, flat. I think I think yeah. you're right, Anna. the The permadeath of old didn't really add challenge so much as it added frustration. Assuming you wanted to keep everyone alive, 
And they were right to find ways to move away from that for people who wanted to have all the story elements and talking to everybody and, and not have that happen. But I don't think they found what that right balance is. What they've kind of replaced it with is just like uh, kind of an easy traipse through a shell of a of a combat of a strategy game, and so they're, they're, I think there's another way to go, and they could use some more refinement. Um, but that's all I've got on. I don't know what they should do. If I knew yeah, I that it sounds it sounds like the actual role playing is um, the most developed in Disco Elysium. Oh yeah. Hmm. Like, Disco Elysium is the most interesting of these games that are on this list, I would say. Yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I didn't play it, but, so. Yeah, there's only two of us that even played it, and I haven't finished it yet, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I haven't played any of the other games to compare <laughs> them to. <laughs> so. This is fine. <laughs> I think the ladies take it. I agree. Because you haven't convinced me that Talks 3 or Shadowbringers is better. You've just convinced me that Fire Emblem isn't as good a Fire Emblem as you want it to be. Uh, it's not even in my top two or three Fire Emblem games, so... Ooh, I don't know about yeah. that. Yeah. So who tried a second playthrough on Fire Emblem but gave up? Oh, I did. That would be me, yeah. And me. It's like, I don't know why, I just lost interest. It's like, oh, yeah, but yeah, you I gotta all, do all finished this again. it once, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I finished many things. <laughs> okay, fine. I That's probably why you're highly. on the podcast. I haven't finished a lot of things, but basically all the games we've talked about, like, oh, I finished most of those. I had, um, like, one of my worst years for gaming last I mean, year. I say Fire Emblem Three Houses, and if you want to argue for something else, convince me otherwise. Mm. I have sitting in front Fire of a fold up table <laughs> with a cup of <laughs> Joe and mind. a smug asshole look on my face. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, by the votes, Fire Emblem has it. I, yeah. I, I can't make an argument against it because I don't. I, Everyone's I, I being too nice. Emblem. Since awakening, uh, I'm, yeah. I'm deliberately staying quiet because I know the. <laughs> you know so the what? actual winner. I know the actual probably winners. Fire Emblem Three Houses, so it's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 and if it's not, I will be surprised. All right. It's time for I have the access pred- to this page. I can find out and it's, not tell you. It's time for the prediction <laughs> <Yep>. block. <laughs> I'm going to find out and not tell anybody. Mm-hmm. Chris. Oh, interesting. It's the prediction block. Interesting. <laughs> Wait, what's our winner? Three houses. Okay. Interesting. All right. The prediction was Cold Steel. I mean, if Cold Steel's from free, last year. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see if that ends up ringing true. Oh, I have to make a prediction here. Yes. Are you asking me? The, well, it, I mean, you're the host. You should tell us about these things. Uh, what game do you think will be best in 2020? I'm Barbara Walters, and this is 2020. No? Are we past that? Anna's bored by this. Okay. Cyberpunk 2077. And I think I just typed 2020. Like you did. Really I did. fixed it. <laughs> Cyberpunk 2020. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is 
2020. I want my cyber eyes now. Yep, I want the cyber stuff, and um, I'm sure more stuff will come out that'll make us feel bad about that company too. At the same time, it'll be great. Everyone's so gonna be happy. We have a lot of votes for Cyberpunk 2077. Zach says Cyberpunk 2077, uh, and he also says Doom for a non-RPG. Last of Us 2, and the Final Fantasy 7. Zach, Zach is becoming the new everything. Joe. You're the new Joe. You got to pick one, Zach. We also have Alex picking... They're in parentheses. I don't know what you want. <laughs> <laughs> we also have Yaku... uh, Alex picking Yakuza Like a Dragon, Josh picking Yakuza Like a Dragon, Sam picking Yakuza Like a Dragon, or Cyberpunk, if it actually comes out. Well, because, I mean, you know, see Again, you later I'm categories. With... I am over actually... here. Oh, great. I'm over here saying that I think Persona 5 Royal will be the best game of 2020. If, if, I'm sorry, Anna, though. If that's the winner, it's a shit year. <laughs> I, I mean, not going to lie, I agree. Yeah. The, I, I, think, I think the big thing with trying to make predictions this year is a lot of companies have been pretty silent because it's a new console year. So yeah. we haven't heard about a lot of the games that are going to be coming out yet. Well, and oh, but nothing those, coming out on the, the Xbox RPGs, a Series X is all is all going to be available on PC and, and the current Xbox. Zach, don't tell was, me that you think launch game RPGs are going to be amazing. Come well, on, launch now. games I, are I, always ass. I says Breath of the Wild. Listen, <laughs> I uh, no. Uh, that's Nintendo. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of sitting on the Blue Point. Demon <laughs> I still Souls haven't played Breath of the Wild, so I don't have an opinion. What is he saying? Blue Point. What? Blue point. Uh, so Blue Point's like hinting at a Demon Souls remake for PS5 launch. What? Um, well, they're Blue they're hinting point? at a Demon Souls remake at the very least. Nothing's confirmed yet, Who's obviously, Blue and point? I don't want to speak on rumor. But Nintendo keeps things pretty close to Wait, the chest as far as release date goes. Who is Blue Point? They did a uh, they did the Shadow of the Colossus remake in oh. 2018, and they've done a bunch of. They're one of the better remastering teams out there. They did the Metal Gear Solid remaster. They remastered. Uh, I okay. think they did the Uncharted trilogy. Mm-hmm. Stuff like they do that. a bunch they, of that stuff for Sony. Yeah, Sony, Konami, stuff like that. And there's they've they're slowly building up into a, a bigger studio. I I imagine mm-hmm. after. Uh, but but like Nintendo tends to keep things pretty close to the chest. Sony hasn't announced basically anything new for a year, you know. Like, hey, they showed us a logo. I, right, exactly. Woo-hoo! We got to see a logo, and they're skipping E three, so we'll see yeah, the yeah, and, console right, whenever. Mean, oh, they'll yeah, probably we'll, announce we'll, a console in February. That's yeah, the February will have a have a thing. They did that for the PS four, and it worked out well for them, but. Yeah, I mean, I just, you know, a bunch of people are just not announcing things because they want to tie them into new console well, releases. And we've kind of like hit this weird season of delays right now, too, where it's like all of yeah. the things that were supposed to come out in January, February, March and April all got delayed to the second half of the year. For every game turn, turn, Earth. turn, there's a delay. Oh, wait, I need a pre-order, pre-order, pre-order. <laughs> and this controversy about canvas bags to distract you. No? I mean, look. Maybe. All right, okay, we need some work. All right. All right gotcha. So we, we have two games kind of running neck and neck, Cyberpunk 2077 and Yakuza Like a Dragon. So which one of these will be the best for 2020? Well, I think the... I by... say Yakuza because it's actually going to come out. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I think I'm, I'm pretty confident point. Cyberpunk comes out this year. Yeah. I'm it's not. already been delayed Cyberpunk. five months. Yeah. I, I think I think Cyberpunk will come out, and I think it's probably the safer bet to be best. Oh, shoot. But I'm more interested in like a, in Yakuza. 
and now we're split down the middle again. Alex, you weren't being helpful. <laughs> no, I, I think we are still leaning slightly towards Yakuza. I'm going to lean towards Yakuza that, as well. You can change my vote. Yakuza for sure is coming out. Cyberpunk is basically what? CD Projekt Red being like, we're like Blizzard. It'll come out when we damn well, well feel Well, they like said it. the game's I mean, done. We're just polishing it now. Yeah, for five I, I was going to say, like, they have... Fun. Yeah, but I mean, there's a difference between feature complete and done. And the thing is, is while they are certainly feature complete at this point, being feature complete doesn't mean your game is done. Well, I think the words they used were done. Like, the, yeah, I... And I, I think that they are lying out of their damn asses because well, if it was done, then it could be of pressed. They're lying. It's CD QA, Red. QA is an integral part of a game, and you can't say it's done, but that you still have to polish. I'm oh, sorry, sure that's QA. Remember, CD Projekt Red has non-mandatory crunch hours, so people will be working 120-hour weeks from now till. Even till though September. they said when they announced this game that they would never put anybody on it, mandatory crunch creating right, it. Exactly. So that's uh, fine. I, I, I do not share totally your guys' like, skepticism that this game isn't coming out this year. Oh, I, oh, think, I, I think this game is not coming out this year. I think year. it's coming out what? and that it isn't. Here's the thing. Yeah, I, well, this, this game's coming out. Schrodinger Cyberpunk? Okay, here's a question. Why did none of you pick Final Fantasy VII Remake? Because no that's coming. Because Kelly that, isn't yeah. here. Because what? Because Kelly isn't here. Because Red 13 probably isn't in the game, right? That's there why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That's a fair right. reason. I'm, I'm throwing down. I don't give a shit no, about Final Fantasy VII Remake. Okay. I am so fucking tired okay. of Square Enix being like, let's pander to like fucking nostalgia people. But that for it, many it years... Pretty. For years, they were criticized for not pandasizing. Pander, pander, pander. I, <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Realistic. All right. Dragon Quest? Then I don't care. So I think what I'm hearing is oh, that Yakuza Like a Dragon is the winner of this category, and we should sure, definitely start on. discussing most overhyped because most Sam overhyped. has already like busted open the dam uh, because everything she's saying about Final Fantasy VII Remake is how I feel. So I'm going to tell you, folks. All right. You know what? I want to hear. I want to hear. Tell me about Final Fantasy VII being overhyped. Why is it overhyped? Because they're taking a game that was made 20 plus years ago and making it into three distinct games in three distinct sections. And while they're adding new combat to it and new content to it, I think that it will never meet the expectations of the core audience that they want to hit with it. So this game might be fantastic, but even then it's overhyped because the hype is just such an extreme level. No game can live up to it? More or less, yeah. I mean, I don't think well, it's going on, to be a on. bad game. That's I think it's going to be a good to great game. I don't think it will be super special awesome. I want to hear if others agree with that. I do, actually. You think it's going to be a great game? And still not I, live up to hype because the hype's insane. Again, I think. Again, I don't think this is necessarily going to get new people into Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. I don't, um, because let's be honest, Fifteen didn't do that, and they were touting that as the second coming at one point. Um, what I dislike about the Seven remake, and the thing that I think I'm very frustrated by, is why does it need to be episodic? That's a good question. That's what I want to know because I think that's inexcusable. You want me to buy three fucking games, maybe even more, to have one complete game for a game that came out 20 years ago. 
It bothers me because I feel like I am constantly having discussions with clients about how to properly scope a game. And then you have Square Enix going, we can't properly scope a game. We're just going to make it fucking multiple games. Well, they need, they're spending a lot of money on this. And they need to recoup some of that sooner, right? I totally understand that. It'd be nice if they were transparent right. about it. Well, I mean, maybe this is the only way this game gets made? I don't think it should have been made at all. Well, I'm actually in that camp. Well, that's because they're, Final they're, Fantasy VII isn't a good game, and I don't know why anyone has any nostalgia for it. I'm not even going to mention that part. I just look at it and I go, there was no reason for this game to exist other than pandering. You know what? Sure. Give me a new Final Fantasy. Don't give me old Final Fantasy that I've already played. That what if has this giant... one is so different that it's effectively new and it's good? We don't know if it's actually good yet. No. So the demo leaked... And people mm. seem to be positive on it. People like the new combat is what I'm seeing. And you know what? New combat? Cool. We still didn't need this game. Okay. Sorry. Okay, don't. I know, but what if this game uh, ends up I being just, uh, good? You don't need any game. Yeah. Fair enough. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just saying, this is not a remake. That I need this! I need this! <laughs> Give me my game. I mean, is the story going to age well? No. No. But be, maybe they're going to... It sounds like they might do twists. Like, I've been avoiding the spoilers, oh, but... God. The they, idea of a Square Enix plot twist just gives me the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. I, I, well, okay. You uh, the worst at plot twists. It turns out Cloud is actually Aya from uh, Parasite Eve. <laughs> well, they already did that. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say, they did that one. Oh. Wait, really? What? Wasn't that third birthday? Wait. Yeah. Oh, really? That's yeah. oh. That's the plot twist of third birthday. Is that you're not the person you think you are? You're not the person you think you oh, are. Oh gosh. Okay. Sorry. It's bad. I thought it's you really hated bad. that game. It's really bad. I really hated third birthday. Yeah. It's so bad. I didn't realize that's was the plot. No, that's the plot twist. <laughs> That is a fantastic guess, Chris. You did very well. Okay. Ten points to Chris. Yeah, 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 got it in one. Okay. I just like that. That was your idea of mocking them, and it turns out. No, they already did that in the Parasite Eve game. They thought that was gold. Look, if people want to be happy about the Final Fantasy remake, be happy about it. For us curmudgeons who don't see the need for its existence, we will continue to be curmudgeons and probably ignore it. Or be critical of it. I'm probably going to ignore it myself. So I think this game, based on what I've been hearing, um, for a long time I've been skeptical of this thing. Um, but now I'm hearing positive feedback about like its combat system and stuff. And I'm like, well... I mean, I mean the it's at the point where I have to let it go. I, I think played. it might end up be okay. Especially if they're going to like do twists on the story. like just And by twists, I just mean they're not going to have the story play out the same as the PlayStation version, by which I'm like, oh, thank goodness, because that story was unintelligible garbage. So, like, let's have a story that you can actually follow. <sighs> and maybe is satisfying in some way, but that might be too much to ask. But uh, with all those I things in place, it, uh, maybe this will work out. Maybe it'll be a better game than Final Fantasy VII was. You because... know what? But I'm not even sure of that, Chris, because I think when the reviews come out... I, I don't see people being very... Well, I don't care what they think. I am care about for us. Is this game going to be... Well, for us, then that's different. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at it as, will I play it at some point? Maybe. 
I'm going to ignore its existence for now because at the end of the day, I got other things I want to play and it's not high on my list. Mm-hmm. Once it goes down to like 10, 20 bucks. Yeah, that's probably when I'll play it. <laughs> Wait for the uh, story so far pack. Probably. <laughs> Final Fantasy 7, 2.8. Um, third birthday. All right. So, yes. yeah. Okay. What else we got? Was that the whole category? Oh, Josh, you like think you, Josh thinks it's going to be cyberpunk. So I got to hear why you think this. Just because? Just because just like, it has is to there at any this other point? game? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> There's no other big... I, I mean, if it's not the greatest game of all time, is is it not going to be kind of disappointing? Yeah. Well, I mean, it depends. What if Final Fantasy VII's disappointment distracts from disappointment on cyberpunk and everyone thinks it's good in comparison? Well, see, but now they're not coming out next to one another anymore, oh, so I can't right. do that. Right. Okay. Now we can be fully disappointed in each. That's right. Out which are we more <laughs> disappointed in? Oh, this industry sucks. Okay. <laughs> I think Cyberpunk 2077 has less um, preconceived notions about what it should yeah, be. And it has to, right? Or, Just based on the fact that it's not a remake, right? So... I, I think the winner here is the seven remake. I think it's, uh, me too. This it's game has won so bet. many awards for this podcast. <laughs> None of them good. Well, it's easy to be cynical, right? So I don't know. I still feel a little bad about doing this because it's it feels like an obvious choice in one way. All right. Now we get the the category where we actually get it right most of the time. Least likely to come out in twenty twenty. What game isn't going to be released, no matter what they tell you? <laughs> A bunch of us put Shin Megami Tensei 5, but I feel like I don't think cheating. they ever promised that. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, no date on that. So, so I'm, I'm going to say... Cyberpunk last year, and they did not have a date for it yet. <laughs> well, no, they'd said 2019. I I did not remember that. I never. Yeah, I'm fair. I guess. I like Chris's answer that he just put in. What about? <laughs> yeah. I put in Diablo. That legitimate. I put Diablo four, but that's probably cheating too. Well, it's definitely cheating because they actually said it was 2021, didn't they? Oh, did they know? <laughs> I don't remember that. Okay. Did they, not, the uh, they might not. Have. I think. Based no, I lied. On, based yeah. on everything that's on this list um, that I'm seeing, like. Tales of Arise is probably the least likely to come out, given Cyberpunk is either when they goddamn well feel about it or September. Or both. Or both. Or, delayed, yeah. or delayed for console launches. Like honestly, that's what I'm assuming. That's, yeah. That's that kind of I, I think that's assuming. gonna be the difference splitting is I think Cyberpunk will come out on PC this year and get pushed out for consoles. I, I could see maybe yeah, maybe that I, I legit think the reason that game got delayed is because they can't get it to run well on PS4 and Xbox One, but it'll run fine on next-gen stuff. Yeah. And we're probably going to start seeing lots of those, uh, oh, hey, it's going to be on PS5 and Xbox. Yeah, one, you know. 100%. Yeah. yeah. I do like Alex's answer of Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. Chris, you and I were just <laughs> talking about this the other day. I think this that's is... also cheating. Yeah, because I don't think they gave it an official release date, right? This is no. the game, Chris, that was like they were. It was Platinum Games and Psy Games announced this, and then yeah. Platinum Games announced, "No, we're not working that on anymore because we're too busy." And everybody was like, "What are they too busy on?" And then they announced like sixteen new games. I mean that 
that sounds more like a game that just isn't going to come out. But there were gameplay impressions released at the December of last year. Yep. So that might actually happen, don't you think? Unless they announced after I don't, that. but is it going to come out this year? I... Uh, they're not going to announce anything until Versus comes out. Anyway. Yeah. Versus. So oh. Versus is the fighting game the that Exceed is localizing. Okay. But like, and that that itself got pushed into 2020. All, like, it was supposed to be 2019. Will it come to, tw- to Japan. I mean, forget the forget that. I don't think it's going to come out in Japan this year. I definitely don't think it's going to come out in North America this year. But I think it's going to be a bigger deal that Cyberpunk 2077 could, isn't going to hit. If I if I see, I mean, so Grand Blue is not something I was following, so I don't remember this at all. But um, looking at everything about it, I bet this gets pushed to PS5. Um. I don't oh. think cyber or cross gen at least. I, yeah. I expect to see a lot of these maybe as cross gen. Yeah, I don't think um, Cy Games has the ability to hold on to a game for like two years like that. Chris, oh, this is the one that Platinum what? was working Psy on. Cy Games, God, yeah. they got so much money from uh, from Grand Blue and. Japan, yeah, they probably do. Yeah. <laughs> really? I don't. F- yeah. yeah, I just feel like yeah. isn't so Grand Blue like? But the Grand Blue isn't Psy game Games. Grand Blue. No, Grand I'm thinking Blue of. Is yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of um. What and is it? Fate. Fate. They have. I money, think you're yeah. thinking of Fate. Yeah. yeah. If if they if they're Grand Blue, they are money. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I'm thinking more money than Perfect yeah, World. Yeah, because I was reading up. Together, I was reading right? up about the biggest um phone games, and I was like, it's going to be Tencent, right? No, it's not Tencent. It's Sony because they own um. Fate. Yeah. Oh, is Fate bigger now? Or, the, or they or they Way make the bigger. mobile game anyways. Yeah, like Fate Extra. Not Fate Extra, but like Fate whatever it is. Whatever the subtitle is. Yeah. It's fate yeah. Go, I think. Uh, okay. Grand Order. Grand Order. Grand Order. That's it. Thank you. Uh, right. Thank you. Yeah. That's why I mix it up, because it's Grand Blue and Grand Order. I got an answer for y'all. <laughs> All right. I got an answer for y'all. Torchlight Frontiers. Oh, that, it's, that's been in Alpha for like almost a year, and it probably won't be out of Alpha for at least another year. But it's available. To it's play. available? Yeah. Uh, that counts. <laughs> what? I think that counts. It's available to play. What does that mean, it's available to play? You just have to sign up for the alpha, and they're going into beta soon. I think because it's Perfect World and they don't know how to release anything, that it doesn't come out in final form this year. Okay. So you're thinking because it's the early access leak out that it's just... This is not interesting. This thing right. has been in early access for over it's not early nine access. months. You can't pay money Sorry. to get in. You, you can sign up for, for the alpha. alpha. But I think you can buy into the alpha, too. I didn't see it on their page. Yeah, hang All on. Right. Let me double check. No, that's what I'm going with because I'm tired. Okay. <laughs> but I still think you're going to get uh, outpunched by Cyberpunk 2077. And that's fine. Um, I'm just I'm tired of picking the big games and they end up coming out. Uh, also, I picked Cyberpunk last year, so... All right, so I think our winner is Cyberpunk 2077, probably delayed on consoles. Delayed on consoles. What does that mean? Uh, well, Comes it's what we PC. were discussing in, for most of this section. How it's like Cyberpunk 2077 for PC might come out this year, but they're probably going to push back the console versions. I mean, but all the new consoles come out this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It could be a cross-gen I, release. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I see it as a cross-gen release this year. Yeah. That's cheating. It comes out on PC. That means it came out. Okay. So well, then it. we'll say Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, see that? Yeah. They. I still think there's a chance 2077 gets delayed. It's just. I'm at the point where I can't say seven will be delayed anymore because they're doing one month delays. So that means yeah, it ain't happening. Cyberpunk. That could still happen. 
I mean, it's a big story. Like, fiscal years, I guess. It's still in the same fiscal year, so they have some wiggle room there. I just like new consoles are coming out and like a five month delay. Can you imagine them delaying it again after that? Talk about killing your marketing and hype train. Like, <laughs> like what? What game gets a five month delay and then gets another delay on top of that? This close to release. Mm. Um. God, I feel like I want to have an example because that does sound and We've familiar. seen games get six-month delays and then six-month delays again. They're usually Square Enix titles. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Persona 5. Oh, that but got after, one too. Yeah, yep. The Square Enix title got a, like, a firm date, though, and not just like coming in 2016 15? or something. 15 got delayed a couple times. Uh, yeah, it did. It had many a delays, and it I still wasn't great. I don't think CD Projekt does this, though. Well, they, we'll they, see. Did delay, they, they did delay The Witcher 3 like they a full did. year. They but did. that was but that was way further out and I don't know if they had like a firm date for it. Set I think they released and that was punk. a full year. Yeah, and they're going to put out Punk after. and then they're going to do a giant ass patch that changes half the game. Well, <laughs> and I'm sure next year we'll be talking about it either way. This is why I said it's when they damn well feel like it. Yeah. Because every time they put constraints on themselves, they were constantly missing the mark. And I think it's better that they go the route of Blizzard. It's just, you know what? It's fucking done. It's fucking done, okay? <laughs> We're too busy being misogynistic over here to care. Pretty much. So, no, it's fine. <laughs> and speaking Misog- of fucking done. This show's done. This show is fucking done. Thanks, everybody, for being on. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Alex. <laughs> Thank you, Josh. Thank you, Zach. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. <laughs> Thank you, Anna Marie. You're welcome, Chris. Oh, thank you, Pascal. Oh, no! I missed someone for real. Nice job. Did you say thanks to Alex? Yes. Okay. Chris, I don't think you're getting mod pizza tonight. I don't think I'm getting mod pizza either. <laughs> oh, no. All right. Thank you, dear listeners. We hope you enjoyed the slightly different format and the slightly different people. And uh, we'll be back next week with the regular RPG cast. Uh, so bye, everybody. I don't know why you'd want to listen to it after this. <laughs> Every week, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, podcast.rpgamer.com if you want to give us feedback on our terrible picks um, or just the show thread, and then we can read through it. And you Tell us your picks, you know? What was your um, best sex award or... Uh, I, I like that that's the know. first one you thought of. I, we, isn't it? <laughs> Should it not be? All right. All right. Man, my stomach is... Go- I need I need to go get my pizza. Good night. All right, bye. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 <laughs>